Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 100. Woo, we did it! Triple digits, baby. Oh my we god, did. I... We fucking, we fucking, we did it, we did it, we did it, yeah. Uh, I think that's like the Door of the Explorer song they do when they get to the end of the episode and the fox didn't steal their shit for, I don't fucking, anyway, I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is James Seelig. Today, this day is Sunday, May 23rd, that we're recording on for our 100th episode and holy shit we we made it and uh we are now finished with our third year or i guess if it is it your if it's like year one that is your original first year right like that's like uh yeah so we just finished our we wrapped our third year of this show and we are entering year four now so we're starting year four with this episode pretty much or i technically technically we started year four like one or two episodes ago uh earlier this month but uh i still consider this really the real big start to year four because it's 100 episodes it kind of timed perfectly it's like 100 episodes and uh it would never have done it the way we're doing it right now because the only reason this worked out so well is it was a combination of just going from like bi-weekly to every now every like two two or three weeks to uh oh hey it's been two months we should record again to yeah hey let's get to back to bi-weekly to hey we're in quarantine let's do this every week and all of those added up to make it so it came to this so there was no it wasn't planned to be like this we didn't delay anything we didn't put anything up it just happened because of the lack of consistency changing to the to the actual yeah. consistency we have now <laughs> i think me moving off to davis for like a couple years kind of forced us to figure out how to do remote recordings and that made it a lot easier to uh to stay more consistent and do a weekly schedule because then it didn't matter like where we were we could just be like hey can you record on on the weekend or whatever and it's like i didn't have to you know come home to record and stuff like that yeah which was great too because we it's funny like we when we started off we were in the same room like james Mm -hmm. you just walk over and we would just record downstairs and then it switched to uh yeah you went to davis uh when you transferred and uh, it was always like turn off your fucking fridge bro turn turn off yeah. the fridge <laughs> like my fridge was so loud that i had to unplug it while we were recording to make sure it didn't like come through yeah and now it's like oh it's better that we record separately it's even we actually it's this is how it should be and yeah. it, it works so much better uh but yeah guys this is episode 100 of suture side talk our weekly gaming movie tv show news podcast where we talk about select news each week along with what we've been watching and playing when we have time to and for this episode it is an extra extra sized but not insane sized it's not ironically you'll get longer episodes from like 
that one in the 70s where we were like, oh, the Disney investor call or yeah. like, or uh, other ones. I forget which episode we did. Maybe it was either 50 or something else that we did it. And I looked at the time and I'm like, dude, we've been talking for four hours. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. what it was, but was uh, the, we um, are. Do you know? Oh, do you remember? God. Was it the. Uh... The Last of Us Part Two talk because we had Brandon on for that and we went on for like. Nah, that wasn't that long. That one, it wasn't that one. That was probably close to three hours. But there was one. Let me see if I could find it really fast. I'm gonna scroll down. Star Wars special went on for a while. Nah, nah, it was it was like a regular episode. I just don't remember which one did all that. And I'm looking through it. It's actually I'm looking at all the time, the the counts of time, and they're all pretty good. A uh, Mandalorian was two and a half hours. That was one of the longer ones recently. Uh, da, 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 looking through them all. Uh, 60. Oh, that was when we were talking about Destiny 2 and South Park games. That was another two and a half hours. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking. But. Ah, it was 50. Oh. So uh, it, it, I'm looking at what we what I posted as the podcast notes. We did it, everyone. Two years and 50 episodes in with this big four-hour spectacular. Sorry for the length, but here <laughs> are the time codes for the specific topics in case you don't want to hear everything. Thanks for sticking with us. Although I think that's when I, I, I did it for that one time I put in time codes. I don't think I started doing time codes yet. Um, oh, no, I guess I did. Let me look at 49. Okay, dude, yeah. So episode 50 is when I introduced time codes to the show. Oh, yeah. And that was uh, June 13th, 2020 is when that came out. Wait a minute. June 13th, 2020. Are we sure those? Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, that was basically a year in. Because um, I think we recorded late and we just said it was two years then. But it was really because <laughs> I, I looked at it. The way I know, the, the easiest way to remember when our yearly anniversary is is our second and third like after our second episode we did all those e3 specials so that was june so that's how i always know it was like mid-may early may uh that we started the show that's been like the easy uh uh, remembrance there is just e3 because of course i remember now i'm like oh right we wanted to make sure we got here before e3 is when we started uh which which is what's right around the corner actually we're about to get there but talk about that later not the news itself of it but i guess so more so our plans because i i forgot to even plan out e3 this time to be honest but it's also because we don't even know what the hell they're doing this year either but yeah they anyway they haven't seen a schedule yeah. yet or anything we just know who's supposedly going to be there and yeah. konami is like never mind <laughs> <laughs> we, we uh we we uh we take back uh yeah but of course, uh, for this episode, since it's, uh, this is 100 episodes, we're not going to go like four hours or anything, I promise. Uh, but we will go longer than our normal. Like, we've pretty much cut it down to an hour and a half. Like, we've been pretty good about it, I'd say. Uh, we've been consistent, at least when keeping the time down. We've been doing timers on our news pieces, usually about five minutes, a little bit over, depending on what it is. And every now and again, we'll go over because we know it's something we really want to get into. But this week no timers because it's 100 and we're going to probably so what's going on today is we actually have a 
very small news week, surprisingly. Or at least all the news I was looking at, I'm like, I'm not putting all this on the show. Like, we can keep it much more, uh, I guess, like, skinned up. Like, we don't have to have that much fat in it in terms of news. So we only got, like, four topics, two uh, movie, two, uh, two movie TV, and two gaming. And I would say three out of four of them are pretty small. So I don't think they'll take long. And then after that, uh, we're going to keep all of our like singular, what we've been watching and playing to our backlog special that's coming up for May. Uh, so that'll be a lot of like me, like last time I talked about like six Godzilla movies, which was crazy. But uh, instead, this episode, we're going to talk about all of the things we both watched and played uh, together to kind of keep that more consistent just for this episode. So we're going to knock all those out this time. So that should be fun. We're going to see how many of them we can get through without going too insanely over. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, we'll have to watch the time a little bit just because after that, we'll do a bit of a retrospective of like kind of thinking of, you know, 100 episodes in, uh, how do we feel about the show then versus now how do we feel of where it's come to uh from when we i guess we're planning on what it was supposed to be to i guess uh what we think of it coming into the future along with the other shows that are on the channel now as well and then uh yeah it's going to be kind of all about that and potentially what might come in the future because i know like i always talk about like hey stay patient we'll potentially be doing this type of thing soon and then Two years later, I, I never did that. I'm sorry that didn't, <laughs> that didn't actually happen. But uh, you know, it's it's hard to keep things consistent for something you're doing for free and actually losing money doing. <laughs> like I've said for years, I'm like, you know, we lose money doing this, and I'm like, uh, it's still the same. But that's how you know we do it because we care. Yeah, because we care. We this is this is fun for me. <laughs> uh, with that said, I guess James. We can uh, go ahead and hop into the news. Are you ready? Right. Yep. So starting off with the movie TV news, and this one, I feel like there hasn't been much buzz about it, but I feel like it's a pretty big fucking deal. Uh, everyone knows like about three years ago, AT&T purchased Time Warner and, you know, they have, they got everything. It, all of a sudden you saw like oh it's batman with your you don't, don't you want your new at&t phone you got batman with it or whatever or what? some shit i don't know uh because i remember like um i think there was an at&t store or something at comic-con last when i went there and it was like there's a whole batman thing over there and i'm like i have to go all the way there for batman stuff that sucks and there's a lot of just like uh at&t wanting to utilize time warner not only it's like cool we could profit off that but also people will come into our internet more i guess people will get more of our phone plans and stuff like that like it'll really boost at&t itself and you know that didn't Weird. really ha happen and they're just you know, like oh the, all the comic book fa uh, fans will want to buy at&t specifically because we own them <laughs> Yeah, and they Weird. pretty much bought Time Warner for like 84-something billion dollars. So basically oh about God. 85 billion, 84 to 85 billion dollars. And they are now, after three years, they are selling oh uh, Time Warner, which 
Uh, Time Warner is renamed to Warner Media because I got very confused when they were saying, oh, Warner Media is merging with Discovery. And I'm like, Warner Media, is that just a part of Time Warner? Is there parts that are staying? And it's like, no, they just renamed it. So everything is going. And it was hard because I was looking at different articles and they were all pretty bad. Um, I'm sorry uh, if you're listening to this and you wrote an article. It's probably you didn't write a good one Mm -hmm. Uh, because apparently everyone just wants to talk about, hey, Discovery has uh, Warner Media and everything there. So, you know, they have all of the Warner Brothers pictures. So all those DC movies, everything else they do, Harry Potter, all that kind of stuff. They got all the television. I think that includes like CW, CNN, uh, a bunch of sports stuff. They, there's a lot there. They have DC Comics. They have HBO, HBO Max, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot more too. But for some reason, everyone went... Hey, the parent company of HBO, Warner Media, has been merged with Discovery. So what does that mean for your HBO Max subscription? And I'm like, what the fuck? Really? Out of all of that stuff, that's what you want to talk about? Their newest little thing? That's like, it's really big, but like, that's what you want to talk about of all the different parts of it? Is this why they're adding a $10 subscription with ads? <laughs> no, I think that was happening before that. I like that, that was, you know, uh, yeah. but yeah, Discovery is getting them. And then I thought about it and I'm like, at first, I'm like, it's not the same Discovery as, like, Discovery Channel, right? That can't be the same Discovery, because they're, they're not big enough to buy Warner, Warner Media. And it was like, bro, this Discovery Channel. So Discovery Channel basically bought Warner Media. That's crazy. I didn't, uh, I, I mean, I know Discovery has their own streaming service now, but I didn't think that they were big enough to buy, like, Warner Media. Yeah, well, the thing is, um, uh... They bought it for $43 billion compared to the $85 billion oh, that oh, AT&T... No. But here's the... Here's the... Uh, here's the... The uh, was, sweet... Was, the, was Warner somehow losing that much money for AT&T that they were I like, think, literally sell it for half as much as we bought it? What Just get rid of it. I think one of the main things was potentially HBO Max was supposed to get people to get... Specifically, HBO Max was supposed to get people to get more AT&T data plans or like basically like phone plans or whatever i'm not sure it, it didn't Weird. it doesn't make any fucking sense i mean unless uh, you get but, hbo max for free with a, an at&t subscription that i don't know so here's the here's what sweetened the deal when they're only doing 43 billion at&t shareholders would also receive stock representing 71 percent of the new company hmm Okay. So that's a good amount. So they're basically saying like you'll get this much investment of like the stock itself, maybe not the er- not the earnings, but whatever increases for that. So that's a I guess that's a big deal. Um, I'm not big into stock myself, so I don't really care at the same time. But uh, I'm very curious because it's like no one's really talking about. They're just like I said, everyone's just like, what does this mean for HBO Max? And I'm like, I mean, remember when Disney bought Fox and Hulu became part of Disney Plus, except it didn't because they're still separate and there's yeah. still ESPN Plus. They have three separate streaming channels and they go, hey, you can get like the combo deal, but they're all still separate. Like they're not really intertwined with each other. We'll put uh, Modoc on Hulu. Yeah, it's fucking Modoc on Hulu. James, aren't you excited bad. to watch I watched, that? I watched oh, the first couple it? episodes. It's actually not bad. Nice. I'm probably still not going to watch it, but uh, it's definitely <laughs> not care. what I would expect from a show with Modoc as the main character because it's basically just Patton Oswalt being hilarious. Is it just Modern Family but with Modoc? Basically. 
Yeah, I'm good. I mean, he's, uh, he so... is like trying to take over the world and all that stuff, but it it's just like he also has a family. It just sounds like they combine Modern Family with uh, Despicable Me. Then uh, that's honestly what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, all right. That's um, with just Pat Oswald being funny. That's cool. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be over here though. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk over there. I'm sorry. I just there's a lot of things I need to watch, and that is not gonna be no, going bad. ahead of anything else. And it's not even it's just not even going on the list. I'm sorry. It's just nah. not it's not happening for me. Um, but Discovery Plus, HBO Max. I'm assuming they're gonna do like a deal where it's like, oh, you can get to both of them for uh, this yeah, much now. Yeah. Just like Disney does. Cause, yeah, because otherwise, why the fuck would you want to... I mean, looking at both, do you think more people subscribe to Discovery Plus than they would HBO Max? Cause, I mean, I guess it depends on what you're into, because Discovery Plus seemed to have like a bunch of reality shows and stuff, so if, if you're into that, then maybe you're into, you'd get that over HBO Max, which has more just like really well-done fictional shows and, and movies and stuff like that. I mean, there's a shit ton of stuff on HBO Max. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like HBO Max is full of stories. It's like all these awesome fictional stories where Discovery Plus is all these fictional stories that they're trying to make you believe is happening. Yeah. Because it's not... Because it's reality TV. Yeah. You subscribe to Discovery Plus. What, what the... F- what are you doing? What are you, what's wrong with you? I'm just kidding. But it's just like, dude, I don't... <laughs> it's, I think when I think about it, like when we talk about the streaming i guess the streaming wars or whatever like i think netflix disney plus hulu uh hbo max and like i guess like peacock and cbs all access maybe and i guess technically yeah. now um what would he call oh and prime video and stuff but now i guess instead of cbs all access uh paramount plus but you never you're gonna hear me potentially say peacock and not discovery plus like that's where we're at right now, and I don't talk about Peacock. So yeah, no, I mean like, like, I think Peacock is stupid. I also think the name is stupid, but just like, I get it. NBC has a lot of shows and stuff. They could make their own streaming service. But when I first heard of Discovery so Plus, <laughs> I was just like, wait, now Discovery is getting their own streaming service? It's too many. There's too many now. It's and it's like, dude, I I want to watch Shark Week and like the whatever animal thing is happening, but I don't want to watch whatever horrifying stuff is there about people that are real but not real. I'm good. Like I don't want to. I've never. That's one thing. At least throughout my entire life, I was always like, I'm never gonna get into these. I, I just I it never. It was always something that just immediately. Even as a kid, I was just like, ugh, disgusting. And I think the only one I ever watched briefly, albeit maybe for two of, se- two of the seasons, was Comic Book Men. And that's, you know, because it's mm. Kevin Smith and comic book stuff. Yeah. And Wasn't that that shit is... Yeah, that's on AMC. Even yeah. then, though, that shit was fake as fuck. And yeah. I was just like, you know what? I'm, I don't want to... I don't even want to watch this. Besides the fact that there's a guy that's on the show that doesn't even work there. He just literally hangs out there. And I remember oh, going that, to the guy. Yeah. I remember going. What's His name was like Brian or something. Uh, yeah. And he, made, he always made fun of the. What was his name? The Asian guy. Uh, he always picked Ming? on him. Yeah. It was basically. Like, it's like, yo, it's the unemployed white dude picking on the minority. 
<laughs> when you really think I'm not I'm not trying to do anything, but I'm just saying that the one minority on the show get picked on by the that other is weird. One yeah, I, I never really thought about it that it is like they are all white dudes except for me. I you know what's the worst? I just thought about it now. I was I was talking about it and it just like popped in my head and I'm like that's hilarious. But I know they're you know they're all doing it as the whatever thing because I remember yeah. I went I I got to go once to Jan and Silent Bob Street Secret Stash and I was like I saw um I think is Mike his name. Mike, yeah, Mike Zapsic. Zapsic. yeah he was there he was working there and i'm like oh shit hey what's up man and i was like yo your show's kind of cool i think and uh you know i'm not gonna say anything else but i'm like uh so like does brian actually hang out here or does he just come here for the show and he's like oh he just comes here for the show he doesn't actually ever come here uh, and i was like i fucking i knew it i i was like i don't <laughs> i'm right. watching the show again and I was like, this is dumb. I'm never watching the show again. Can I get that uh, cool Jane Silent Bob t-shirt? Uh, thank <laughs> you. Uh, like, the, the the store itself is really dope. I'd always get more of the stuff there, but not... I would never buy comic book men stuff there. I'd be like, yo, let me give me the Jan Silent Bob stuff there. Mm-hmm. That's that's really where it's at. But uh, anyway, Discovery Plus, HBO Max, they're probably going to be separate. And I think, yeah, there'll probably be a deal. And the only reason they would combine is for the sheer reason of just attrition of everything. Like over time, you know, everything is going to get bloated and mm. not all of these are going to last. Right. Like we're already seeing CBS all access turn into Paramount plus like they're like, Oh, a rebranding will probably make this even better. Not to mention now we're basically taking the small aspects of this failed net, this failed streaming service. Cause are people really just going to watch this fucking thing for Star Trek? That's I mean, apparently not that good. Not and like, that, but like if each one of these subscription services costs like 10, 15 bucks a month, you know, it was fine when it was like, Oh, well, okay. Netflix. That's, that's one you got to have. Well, I mean, not necessarily, but like, that's the one most people have Hulu. It's got its purposes too. Uh, you know, Amazon. Sure. You probably already have Amazon prime anyway. Or, or yeah. Not, not necessarily um and it like you know when it was only maybe like below 50 bucks a month for all your streaming services you're like that's not bad that's better than cable then i have so yeah it was always better than cable now now it's like when you're paying like 100 150 200 bucks for like 20s for streaming services at one at some point i mean not yet but like at some point like you know not everyone's gonna be able to afford all that or want to yeah so it really changes things up a bit there and you know over time uh, okay i can say without a doubt i feel like the sh- the ones that aren't going to go anywhere prime video is not going to go anywhere netflix is definitely not going to go anywhere disney plus that's there to stay those are good i think hulu and hbo max are also good so i think those are the big five that are going to be fine paramount plus we're going to have to see I think, honestly, it all depends on it's going to weigh heavily on all of its original content and the fact that it's getting the big movies there eventually. Like, they're like, oh, Mission Impossible is going to come there, but we're getting Avatar. We're getting all this stuff. If they have all this lucrative Nickelodeon stuff, you know, that'll probably bring in kids then. And if they have the Avatar stuff, honestly, I'll probably subscribe just for that, potentially. But, uh, you know, Peacock. I don't know if Peacock's going to last. I don't know if... uh, 
Paramount Plus itself will last. I don't know if Discovery Plus will last because I forgot that existed. I didn't even know that existed. Um, but uh, going back to the acquisition itself, it's like, I'm not too sure how many things changed when AT&T got a hold of like Warner Pictures, Warner Brothers Pictures, because it's like, you know, how much did they affect the DC films? Because it's yeah. like, you know, you're like, oh God, what are they going to do to the to the movies and you think about it and you're like three years ago flashback and you're like well it was already pretty bad to begin with i don't know if they could make it any worse like you know i think the <laughs> warner no brothers in that train <laughs> yeah warner brothers is already doing a pretty shitty job on their own they didn't need help to do a bad job like they are really good at being bad at this at the begin at the like in the beginning so it's like hard to say um what exactly Will, will, like changed with AT&T and now it will change with Discovery because you're like okay wait the reality TV people now are going to own DC so and weird. I don't know like it, this is like it's like what will come out of this and you know at least we already know um, this was I didn't even bother talking about this on the show before but like there's an a Harry Potter show currently coming to HBO Max, it's going to be a, a quiz show or something. And uh, okay. it's like that, yeah. And I, I, you'd think like, I would have thought that would be something you'd get once Discovery got them, but it wasn't. It was something before that that's been in the works. And I'm like, oh, oh all right. But like, <laughs> um, I feel like that's something along the lines of what we would see potentially from like Discovery if those things combine. Like imagine there's like a weird superhero reality show that i don't want and i'm like you guys could have made like a a a really cool intricate series about this heroes and then they're like we did we did real world (laughs) and i just feel like i hate you guys so much what if universal uh makes their own streaming service and they're one of their selling points is like hey what's the one marvel movie that's not on disney plus we got the hulk movie come over here you know, what, you know what's funny? The only the only crossover. Oh wait, oh god, Hulk. Uh, the only crossover <laughs> that I want from this acquisition is Aquaman and Shark Week. Oh my god, that'd be so great. <laughs> Have Jason Momoa be like, "Oh right, we're gonna go deal with these sharks," or just like more Aquaman theme and that stuff. That'd be dope. That actually is kind of cool. I, I like that because then it's like it's interesting. But other than that, ironically, I'm like the only thing I want is Aquaman stuff. Like, don't do anything with Batman. Don't do anything with Superman. I'm like well, Aquaman. That actually would work for everyone's benefit. Uh, but otherwise, like DC Comics, AT and T. From what I heard from like all these behind the work stuff. Uh, you know, things potentially weren't going well with DC Comics and the Warner Brothers Interactive Games, like the, you know, like Rocksteady and WB Montreal and stuff, the guys that made Arkham and stuff like that. And at first it seemed like they were going to get sold off. And then uh, Time Warner, I guess, changed, or AT&T changed their mind because they were like, we need to sell stuff off of, uh, maybe this was what was going to happen. This was uh, what stopped them from selling everything off was this these talks. And they said, if you just give us all of this as a like big deal thing, then we won't have to worry about that kind of thing. But like what's going to happen with DC comics like uh, is because at least with Discovery, they bought everything at half price, really. Mm. But does that mean they're not going to downsize at all i don't know 
Because, I mean, look what, when we saw question. Disney get Fox, heads rolled. Like, Disney went, hey, this is great for everybody. Hey, you're out of your job. Get out of here. <laughs> and they closed, like, Lucas, they closed, like, LucasArts. And I was like, great. Uh, uh, thanks. We really, uh, this is a great direction so far. At least we're going to get new Star Wars movies. Fuck. But, like, uh. <laughs> we're bringing back Clone Wars. Like, we're finishing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're canceling Clone Wars. Hey, look, we've graciously given you guys Clone Wars. Aren't we great? Yeah, you stole my car and gave it back. I really appreciate not having my car for this many years while you took yeah. it away from me. It's great. Thanks a lot. But, like, I, I'm, I'm very curious, then. What's going to happen with all that kind of stuff? What's going to happen there? And there's no news. There's no nothing except for, like, the deal itself. It's like when Disney and Fox are going to merge. And then we didn't hear anything until way later. So this is something we're probably going to talk about more so when it's all set and done and we're going to see where the like the fruits of it but i guess stay tuned on it i feel like we kind of rambled on it for a little too long but that's all right yeah. uh moving on that was the biggest thing too that was like the the big one uh everything else should be much smaller the next news piece is something of the same company actually uh announced earlier this week where multiple animated shows coming to HBO Max and Cartoon Network that were being greenlit. And there's only one I really don't want to talk about because the others didn't seem good or interesting, to be honest. But uh, there's a new Batman cartoon coming, a new animated Batman cartoon. It's called Batman Caped Crusader. And oh. when you look at the art, James, I don't know if you look you look it up right now. Uh, look up Batman Caped Crusader. It. And, huh? I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's from three people who are executive producing it and are in charge of it one is the one of the main architects of batman the animated series bruce tim one is the current uh man in charge of batman in film matt reeves who's directing the batman and is working on the gotham show that's coming or the gotham pd show is that's coming the, the one image of the image yes yeah Oh, okay. Where it's yeah, like the, it's With like the, the twenty, it's the the thirties. Yeah, the uh, long years. Yeah. Oh, it looks so. Already, I'm like sold, sold, <laughs> sold, 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 sold. If it's that type of animation, then I'm. Th- if it's like, along the lines of All it the took was one image. <laughs> yeah, I took one image and I fucking died and went to heaven. Cause you got Bruce Tim on it, dude. Just don't. Don't let him be like Bruce and Barbara Gordon have to fuck. I'm like, no, stop, Bruce Tim. Would you? I don't. No one wants Batman and Batgirl. What's wrong with you? Uh, but Bruce Tim, Matt Reeves, and J.J. Abrams are executive producing this, and they're going to be working on it. And I'm really excited for this. I'm, I don't know anything of how to feel about J.J. Abrams in DC because we haven't seen any results yet. We're just hearing news of like, yeah, he's doing all the the magic stuff, like Justice League Dark and Constantine and Zatanna. And potentially uh, Black Superman and now uh, this show and stuff. And it's like, we don't really know what's going on yet. Which I see, you know, the man did Star Trek. The man did Star Wars. The man did Lost. He has, like, all these cool Cloverfield. Uh, Like, Warner Brothers is probably like, hey, let's get this guy in retainer now. And have him become one of the creative, like, people just for DC in general. Which could, it could be good. I don't know. We don't know, because J.J. Abrams... I've always enjoyed J.J. Abrams, to be honest. Like, I did. Star Wars, I think, is, you know, 
that's not necessarily his fault because no, I still think episode seven was really like I really liked it. I still enjoy it. He this was good at getting like, he was good at hitting everyone's nostalgia goggles. Like that's why he said put on the goggles and everyone said Yeah, cool. and it didn't really I was one of the people that didn't really care that they were kind of just retreading the same plots uh, plot points because we four. knew it was gonna it was gonna like blast off into eight and nine and it would have been yeah. awesome and then it wasn't and then and then, and then yeah. it sucked <laughs> yeah then it was like oh we <laughs> this is the one thing we it's didn't like, want what, what's to that happen meme? like thanks i hate it <laughs> yeah uh but we'll see what happens with this i'm very curious uh this is something we're not going to hear about again for a while we got this announcement and it's probably going to go dark because I don't think this is coming until like, uh, when is this supposed to come? I don't, I don't think this is coming till like 2023. I want to say it's like two years away. So we're going to be waiting a while for this, but it's cool to see that this is coming. And I'm hoping if it's that much time, the, the one thing it's, you know, I, I think they'll do a great job with getting, they don't really need to get, they don't need Kevin Conroy and they don't need Mark Campbell. And I say that, you know, very much like as someone that loves those two more than anything. But, you know, they've had a long run of it. And it's to that point where I forget who I think I was talking to and up to it, down to it. Uh, one of my co-hosts talked about it. But it's like you listen to Kevin Conroy in as Batman in like they made series. And there's so much like, you know, there's a lot of emotion and there's a lot of like up and down. You know, he does a lot of stuff. Listen to him in Arkham. And, you know, as much as I love Garkham, he just goes, Joker, mm-hmm. stop. And you're like, um, all right, well, all right. Well, it's a game, I guess. It's a very stiff game. Like, as cool as the game is, it's very stiff. That's like the entirety of, if I could describe the game in terms of the voice acting, it's very stiff compared to eh. previous uh, projects and stuff. I but, guess I never really noticed. I just really yeah. enjoyed those games. Oh, no, yeah, I love I love those games Except to death. The... It's just third one was, yeah. yeah. Arkham, yeah. Arkham City was dope and Arkham Asylum. But uh, the it, it's really that thing of... Th- you don't need to have them do it until they're dead. Like, let them rest. And it, it's not going to change anything for me. Like, no matter what, when I read a comic, it's going to be Kevin Conroy when I'm reading all the Batman stuff. It's going to be his voice in my head. That's just how it always has been. And it's going to be Mark Hamill, too. Like, it, no film or cartoon is probably going to change that for me because yeah. how ingrained they are into my like head but it's okay to do like younger different ones now especially like they're doing it for the new movies that are animated they um i'm pretty sure if they make another game they probably won't bring them back necessarily but like you know you had freaking uh what's his face um in arkham origins it was uh i forget who was the voice Uh, of batman was it was it troy baker he was Joker, I think. Right. Uh, but you see what I'm saying? Like, that you can they, get them they were to like do... close, but not, like... You could tell it was, like, not the original voice actors, but whatever. Yeah, so you can you can change it up. Um, but the animation itself, if I can ask for any animation, it would definitely be along the lines of the original Batman, the animated series animation that was there for the first three seasons. So you have actual eyes and... It's like really dope looking because they, they, you know, they eventually evolved it. And you had the animation that was in uh, Justice League and Superman in the last season of Batman. And it's like, it's good, but it's not as good. 
because you could tell they were saving money. Like, you see the eyes, they went from, like, actually being full-blown eyes to just black dots. And uh, the character designs oh, became a little notice. bit more... Yeah, they, they changed a lot of the designs, too. Like, Riddler looked like a fucking idiot, but, like... Um, oh, that just made me mad with the Riddler race challenges. I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. Why? <laughs> well, that isn't... was the game. I'm more talking about the... The, the show itself oh um, my bad <laughs> yeah, yeah no i'm saying like in the in the show itself the the last season they changed up the animation and it was a much more i guess like affordable style or budgeted and they like kind of made things a little bit more simplistic in terms of the designs and stuff like that that's why mm. uh scarecrow looked dope though he, he was fucking insane looking but yeah i just i hope they uh i hope they figured that out and we get to see like um we get to see something that's more so uh unique and because you look at a lot of western animation anyway too and it's not anything to be impressed about so that's why i'm hoping this one will be like impressive looking at least but we'll see we'll see two years away james two years away moving on to the gaming news uh summer games fest or summer game fest we have news on it, and it's going to kick off June 10th on mm. Thursday, including a, a fucking performance by Weezer. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. But I, mean, I love Weezer, but okay. Remember how we were trying to figure out all the people coming for uh, E3? It was like a small list. Yeah. All right, so this is game, Summer Game Fest. You have 2K, Activision, Amazon Games, uh, Annapurna, Bandai Namco, Blizzard, Capcom, Devolver Digital, Dotimu, EA, Epic Games, Finji, Frontier, Gearbox Software, Hi-Rez Studios, Inner Sloth, Coach Media, Mediatonic, Mihoyo, okay, uh, PlayStation, Psionics, Raw Fury, Riot oh, Games. PlayStation's actually going to be there. Yep. Uh, Riot Games, Saber Interactive, which are the ones that like own everyone else, I think. Sega. Right. <laughs> Sega. <laughs> Square Enix, Steam, Tencent Real Games, which Steam. Tencent also owns a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, Tribeca Fest, uh, the Tribeca Festival 2021, presented by AT&T. Uh, Ubisoft, Warner Brothers Games, Wizards, Xbox. So everyone except for Nintendo, pretty much, is going to be there. Did, did Konami, did you say Konami? No, I didn't. Okay, everyone besides uh, Nintendo and Konami. That's you know why? Why would they be there? Jeff, Jeff Keighley basically oh, shat on right. them during the Game Awards that one time. Yeah, I no, he, about that. Yeah, no, he probably he wouldn't want them there. Like, anyway. yeah, I'd love for my friend Kojima to be here, but Konami's being a fucking asshole. <laughs> Sorry to swear a little bit harder than usual there, but like that was actually just super funny to me when he straight up was just like. Yeah, they're literally keeping this guy from accepting an award. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting because E3 is like June 12th, I think. And this is like two days prior. Yeah. I think it's in tandem with E3. I can't tell. Or it's just going to be all over the place. It's also when Ratchet and Clank comes out. Oh, here's actually a tweet from Devolver Digital. Shaping up to reveal four new games during Summer Game Fest Ooh. this year, along with updates on Phantom Abyss, Death Store, and Shadow Warrior 3. 
so I'm very curious if that means, uh, which the image for that's fucking hilarious, but, uh, is this, does that mean they're not going to be three coming back? <laughs> what, what does that mean? Yeah. So I'm very, it doesn't explain anything or it's like, is this in hand in hand with E3? Is this competing with E3? What exactly is going on here? And it's hard to kind of figure that out. But then again, Summer Games Fest isn't necessarily one of... I guess E3, you know, from E3, you want press conferences, right? You want the mm -hmm. big conferences with all the announcements. I guess for Summer Game Fest, think of that as the more ground floor. You're at the level of here is specific game with interviews with the developers and gameplay versus E3 going here is giant conference with giant showcase of games maybe so maybe like e3 is the big old announcements and uh giant reveals and shows whereas games fest will be the more one-on-one -on -one in-depth uh showings of them instead maybe maybe i don't know it's hard to say i just know that's gonna we'll talk more about it i think at the end of the episode because that's going to be like more of the what's up next kind of thing. But anything else you want to say on that? I don't think there is anything else really. Yeah. All right. Finishing off with uh, some E3 news itself. But it's like not really E3. It's more of the conference, which is a combo wombo. <laughs> you know how we weren't sure if uh, we we're going to get like a Microsoft conference and also a Bethesda conference. Mm -hmm. We're getting one. They're combining. Oh, okay. So by combining, they have probably just become like, I mean, I'll be honest, because it's all, mainly also because Sony left. There is not as much competition, but, you know, Microsoft has been the one stealing E3 usually every year now because uh, Sony's not there to even go against them. But even then, like, I think the last time Sony was there, you know, they did that the four games four big game showing. And yeah. it kind of sucked. It was like when well, they showed they the games had... themselves, they were like, oh, these are the coolest games. So it was like, so what they showed was the best, but their way of doing it was not. Yeah, because they had these long ass interludes between with including the that weird white dude in the rice hat that was like playing the wood flute or whatever. Was that for, for Ghost of Tsushima? For Ghost of Tsushima. And it was like way it went went on way too long. And I was just like okay uh wh why is this still going and then you know they finally showed the game and i was like holy shit i can't be more hyped for this game i can't believe how awesome that demo was but boy the five minutes beforehand was like completely unnecessary it's like the two most the two things i remember from that year the most is uh that conference from sony and then i think microsoft was like hey we bought these studios and yeah. then then they were like also hey destiny was like we killed kate <laughs> and i was like oh yeah. no. i think the forsaken trailer is probably the most um the most memorable part itself but because that was just like a weird interlude i think during sony's it was like in between the when they're walking uh i think they showed it well everyone's walking from uh from one room to the other for the sony conference then they showed the, the fucking destiny 2 trailer and i was like what oh, yeah. but uh yeah so uh, yeah i forgot about that xbox bethesda combined 
that makes it so now how many e3 conferences are there going to be because all right we know now ea is going to be in july EA is going to yeah. be one month later sony hasn't said shit and we already know they're not going to be e3 but we don't even know when theirs is going to be but they are going to be at summer game fest yes but we know also summer game fest necessarily isn't something that's going to be in one week also mm, yeah so there's also that uh we don't really know much and it's hard to say what's going to happen here. Uh, I think maybe at Summer Game Fest, they'll probably show Ratchet and Clank because that's going to about the release. So I wouldn't put I wouldn't uh, bet against that. They wouldn't show that because that's something, you know, it's like I feel like when Sony's show comes out, Ratchet will be out. So they'll be like focusing on everything else where Summer Game Fest, they can be like, oh, well, Ratchet is still about to release. So it's perfect there. So we're not losing anything from our own, but we can give you something still pretty big yeah maybe but we'll see we'll see uh sony i don't think is going to be during that week either they would have announced something by now or they at least tell us like a month in advance right so i think they'll be more late june if anything and then we'll have our ea thing later and we'll just be like so is it battlefield 6 even though i think ea is actually they did I say forgot that i own battlefield 5 now because they did say Plus. They tweeted for Battlefield 6 soon June or something. So I think because they're not at E3, I think the Summer Game Fest EA thing is Battlefield 6. It's going to be the reveal. It's going to be the announcement. Um, That's what's going to be there. And then they'll show more details about it at their thing. But uh, Ubisoft will have a conference. They'll have their Ubisoft forward thing xbox bethesda will have theirs now a joint one which will probably be massive because imagine if they had separate you know bethesda recently has been kind of boring with theirs but xbox has been pretty you know a lot's been happening but now with imagine that xbox and bethesda go in one you're now showing double the amount and you don't necessarily even have to show everything now because you have so much you can show you could be like hey here's uh, more stuff for here. Here's some Halo. Uh, but besides that, if besides oh, yeah. it's Halo. Uh, avowed. Let Let's show some avowed. Let's show some Fable. Let's show uh Hellblade two. Actually, yeah, let's show some fucking Hellblade two. Uh, here's Starfield. Here's uh Wolfenstein three here's like there's so much they can do from both sides and make it all as one they don't even have to make it that separate like they're gonna also probably celebrate their union now too they'll probably do some more sizzle reel stuff or something uh to make more fun with it because they've been pretty down to earth in terms of just being like hey fun 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 so you'll probably see that uh and then i think nintendo will do a direct at the time i'm assuming so you got like nintendo Microsoft and Ubisoft, really. So yeah. I think besides those, those are the big three now. That's weird. I don't know if, what else is there, what what else there might be at this point. Like there are some others coming, but they're not like that big. And I don't know if they'll warrant you know press conferences either. But we'll see. Uh, with that said, though, James, that's all our news. We're done. Ooh, yeah. So are you ready to talk? about what we've been watching and playing yeah so i think uh starting off here 
Do we want to talk about Interstellar? Five, 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 five. Uh, yeah, we can start there. So we re- we like uh, I think it was this past Friday night. We went to our our local theater opened. I think we talked about it last week, but uh, we did. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Our local theater, the Balboa, opened, and we went and like did the Godzilla Fest and stuff, and it was dope. Uh, this week we got to watch though uh, to honor the retirement of Daft Punk. They did a farewell showing of their old music video film, Interstellar Five 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 Five. I think that was four fives. Yeah, f- and fives. yeah, uh, I just can't remember if I said four fives. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a awesome music video movie that is basically an entire album that's animated as a film, and yeah, it's I think so it's the Discovery album. Is it Discovery? Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me look it up to be sure. But. It's so cool because you have uh, an anime and I don't know which studio worked on it, but it's an anime studio for sure because uh, it, it definitely has that 90s anime look like it looks so it's it's a 90s movie and the animation itself works so freaking well. It just looks so good. There's so much detail and you're listening to the music. So there's no dialogue. It's just Oh, yeah, it was definitely Discovery because all the music videos are on iTunes. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, there, Yeah, so it's just purely music, no talking at all. And even the sound effects are the uh, part of the music. So like, occasionally there'll be like a rainy scene and it'll they'll do some like rain sound effects, but that's like it. Yeah. And everything just works so well. And I've never seen the full thing and the full thing like back to back either. Uh, I've only seen, I want to say up to five song music videos because I I saw like, you know, harder, better, faster, stronger, superhero. uh, One more time, of course. And then there was like a couple after superhero that I watched and I was just like, whoa, that's crazy. And then I just kind of stopped. And because I was like, you know, I'm watching in the middle of it and I'm like, I need to watch the full thing. I'll just I'll do it soon because it's on YouTube. You could just watch them all as like yeah, each scene I, is a video. I think years ago when I was at Riverside, I watched the whole thing. I thought I did. But like there there were some bits when I was rewatching it on Friday where I was like, ah, d- did I see this? Uh, I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah. And I felt fi- like once I saw that it was coming to the theater. I'm like, dude, I'm never gonna, like, I'll watch it again on YouTube, but I, I, I'm just like, I, I just waited. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. wait. This is going to be really cool to watch. And it's also for me as someone who never really went to concerts when I was younger, uh, it was something I got into way late. Like I forget, I think my first, like there was random little concerts I'd go to as a kid or, uh, we'd go on field trips to be like, let's go to the bluegrass festival. Yeah. And Golden Gate Park, and it'd be like, oh, okay. Uh, I my first concert was technically at a county fair, and Blue Oyster Cult played. <laughs> it was just there playing, and we were like, "What? Cool!" And it was a small crowd too. It was so weird just watching Blue Oyster Cult up close, just playing. And they're like, "Go, go, Godzilla!" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> um, but uh, and I had to double check because I straight up like was. It dawned on me, and I'm like, was that an imitation band? And I started texting my friends that were there, and I'm like, was that an imitation band? And they're like, D- dude, that was 
Boyster Colt that was like actually Boyster Colt, and I was like, okay, cool. I just I just want to make sure. I want to be like that dude that's like, you know, I saw them, and then be like, dude, that was like the dudes that dressed up like them, but they're like not actually them, and they were paid twenty dollars to be here or something. Uh, I would have been like, fuck. But uh, yeah, it was actually them, and then like you know, I've saw I've seen like Motley Crue and a bunch of others, but like uh, those are like the earlier ones I saw. And then recently, whenever one of my friends is like, hey, I want to go to this concert. Do you want to come? I, unless it's something I know I don't like, for sure. Or if, it, if it's something I don't even know too much about, I'll listen to a couple songs just to make sure. Because I've never been the best at keeping up with music. But I'll be like, okay, cool. Yeah, I definitely want to do that. And I'll just go and watch. I'll, I'll go and check them out. And Daft Punk, you know, I've always known Daft Punk. Uh, I haven't listened to all their songs, but there's certain albums I've probably listened to on loop multiple times, and I really wanted to see them live, and unfortunately, you know, we'll never get that chance because they are tired, yeah. and this mo- this chance to watch this movie in the theater was such a, like, it's, the, you know, like, this is the next best thing you're probably going to get ever, so I definitely couldn't miss it, and I'm glad I got to watch that in the theater. But uh, was there anything that stuck out to you or anything specific that you really liked about it? No, I mean, I just I love their music so much. So it's just such a cool experience having an album be played across like an entire movie instead of just like a single song being made into a single short music video. Uh, And I just it's cool that, like you said, there's no dialogue or anything. It's it's just the music. So they're able to tell like a pretty cohesive story throughout the whole thing without really any verbal uh, confirmation of what the story is. They just show you. And it's just this like really interesting, weird story about this guy who I guess back in like the middle ages, a spaceship crashed into his castle or whatever. And he just like found out that it had the ability to fly through a wormhole to another part of the galaxy or universe. And he would just like, I guess somehow it also had the ability to extend his life. So he would just go and steal aliens with musical ability from like around the universe and use them to get like fame and fortune throughout the ages. Like, I think they imply that he was beyond. He got Jimi Hendrix. (laughs) He he got Jimi Hendrix. He got, um, uh, I think it was like Mozart, except had him like jump into a volcano before he was like old or whatever. It was weird. Uh, I just, I love that it, it culminates in a plan where he needs for some reason, like 5,555 or like five or, or just 555. And that was on chapter five. I don't know if I can, I don't know, but like he needed a certain amount of gold records to power or whatever his like ultimate uh, conquering machine was. It's like universe conquering machine. And it was just so funny that I was like, wait, but why couldn't he just forge that many like gold discs? Why, why does they have to be earned? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So that was just super funny. And then dude, he was just, he, because it's an anime studio doing this and he felt like a legit, just anime villain. It was so. And I, I love that. Like at the end when like humanity finds out that like this, music group that they've been loving so much for like the past few months or whatever are aliens and they were like kidnapped and brought here it's so cool to see in this world that like humanity banded together to 
you know, get them back home because that's the right thing to do. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. That's so fictional. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you like you think about the real world, you're like, all right, I'm going to be honest. There's probably three things that we would do. It's either we dissect them, we uh, kill them, or probably have sex with them. That's what everyone's trying to be doing right now. Because everyone's playing Mass Effect right now. And they just want to, all they want to do is interrogate with yeah. yeah, we interrogate them for like info on their planet so we can conquer them once we find them. Imagine being <sighs> a good person and being like, "Hey, I can help you. Uh, just you can go it, back home." It'll and it makes fine. sense that like at the end of the movie, it turns out that like it was all some kid just like dreaming this dream while playing with his like toys and listening to a Daft Punk record, and it's like, "Oh, that's why it's such a sweet ending because it's like a young child." Yeah, it's like uh, if it was an adult ending, it would have been like, "Oh no, yeah. <laughs> run!" But uh, it probably would have just been an Independence Day, to be honest. But like, also super sad that the uh, the hero character dies. Yeah, they they it's awesome because you have the you have the band itself, and it's like four aliens that get turned into they they get transformed into people at least like temporarily, and then they get rescued by their biggest fan, or at least he's supposed to be like I guess like the guy that's in charge of like uh i guess like protecting them uh but he's also a big fan I mean, and stuff he, he seemed to be like a space ranger or something like that like he was the person that the uh i don't know the space monitoring people called when the the well with the, when they were he's on the Earth, protector the yeah calls. yeah they called him and his ship was like a guitar it was super super cool it was so I dude, that ship is so that that's on it when you you know you're so used to being like yeah those halo ships are the dopest thing or like the gundam ships and stuff the ships in mobile suit and now you're like but he has a flying space guitar like actually this is the coolest ship now <laughs> is this one yeah uh imagine because it's oh, god I, I just imagine how rocking it would be <laughs> just flying those giant uh, guitars and then easily one of the best like parts of the movie is uh like at the end when they're doing the uh music awards or whatever or towards the end and they're like oh and the nominees like uh trilogy or what or trinity yeah uh, whatever the other the first one was and then it's like daft punk <laughs> and it's like they they put themselves into their own movie it was so funny it was great. And they're just like, and they, they cool, we're here. And like, the one, his like eyes say like, great. And the other one's like a broken heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. They're, they're just fantastic. I love those. Yeah. I, I, don't, I have no idea what they look like. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so awesome the way they do all of it and the way they tell the story. And then because it goes from like being really kidnapped. Well animated. Yeah, because it, it, it straight up does anime action in the beginning because you have, like, all those commandos come in that are like, we're here to kidnap your space band and take, take them yeah. away. Uh, and there's even, like, a chase and stuff. But, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, they, they really make it so the ranger is, like, the coolest character. And yeah. that, I think my favorite music video is probably Superhero. The song it, superhero. It's really cool, yeah. It's such a good beat. And then also he's coming and saving him and he does straight up like anime entrance where he's like yeah. coming out of the sky, just falling in there and then like just levitating and like floating through to get to them and stuff. Oh my God, it's so great. And there's like a car chase, but yeah, God, it's so good. And he, you know what? I cracked up though, because we're in the theater and 
I don't know, people, I guess people aren't used to, a lot of the people in there don't watch anime or anything animated potentially, so when they saw, like, the animation, they were just kind of laughing, and I was like, why are people yeah. laughing right now? It's not funny. I don't, I don't get it. And then, like, uh, I get it when they're like, oh, the, oh, the drummer, he's goofy looking. Ha ha ha. Yeah, yeah, he smiles and everyone starts laughing. I'm like, okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm just, that whole time, I'm just, like, bobbing my head because I'm just, like, enjoying the beat and everything yeah, else. But, right? like, uh, when they show him become a spirit after they bury him and he looks like naked i hear yeah. like three two or three of them are like oh 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 <laughs> <laughs> just like oh my god <laughs> it was the funniest shit that, that was actually hilarious and i'm just like dude it's like a touching part where the dude's dead and his spirit's leaving they're just like i'm fucking horny right now and i'm just like what are you what's happening see they do the earthlings just want to fuck the aliens <laughs> I knew it. It is Mass Effect in real life. I want to make a joke about like the spirit coming inside or something. I don't know. I don't know. I think they just they, they probably watched Shape of Water and were like, oh boy, this is what comes next. Yeah. <laughs> it but, makes me think of uh, that one joke in um, uh, Rick and Morty where I think it was like the Morty's Mindbenders episode. Mindblowers? Mindbenders? Whatever. Uh, is where, it the one where it's the memories? Yeah, and like the 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 alien warrior comes to Rick to like kill him, and he's like, "I want a warrior's death," and you're like the craziest warrior in the entire like multiverse. So like being killed by you would be you know the you know honorable or whatever. And uh, Rick tells Morty about like, "Oh yeah, these the, this guy's people believe in you know an afterlife for like a warrior's death and stuff like that." And Morty's just like, oh, wow, it's really cool that you people have, like, actual proof that your afterlife exists. And the guy's like, wait, what? Like, w- there, there's supposed to be proof? <laughs> He's like, well, yeah, well, why would you let yourself get killed if you if you didn't have proof? Anyway, and the guy, like, freaks out and runs away and, and gets, like, hit by a car, which is, like, not an honorable death. And he gets, like, cl- dra- his soul literally leaves his body and gets dragged to hell. And it's just like, what? Why did he see see like why did he make it seem like there was no uh, evidence? There's so much evidence. And it's just like oh, it's cool to see that like these blue people in Interstellar five by five have like actual evidence that they have an afterlife. Yeah, it, it's crazy. <laughs> I what a what a comparison, Jay. <laughs> I know exactly. I see why he would have that erased from his mind. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. God. All right. Uh, anything else for Interstellar, though? No, I think that's it. We covered it, I think. It's for sure. Movie. Definitely. Like I said, guys, uh, just, you know, it's on YouTube. Go watch the, I'm sure it's like in there as a playlist, so they'll just play one after the oh, other. Yeah. It probably won't be completely seamless, but it's definitely, definitely worth a watch. And it's not listen, bad. I would say. Like, I, re- I remember yeah. watching it on YouTube and like, because it's, each scene is split up by like the, what song it is. It's actually a pretty good, um, it's got decent stopping points to transition from video to video. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but next up, <sighs> Demon Slayer. Oh so my God. so good. We watched we watched season one and the Mugen Train movie, and <sighs> fuck, dude. I uh, okay. So you know, we'll start off the show, of course. Uh, for a season there but uh everyone like the movie was just coming out and everyone's like i'm a bunch of my clan in destiny 
are and a couple others are like i'm really excited for this and i'm like what are you guys talking about and they're like this demon slayer movie it's for the show and i remember just seeing one picture of it because i guess like uh they don't really you know how there's usually like thumbnails or like an image that's in front Mm -hmm. of a show or something it showed um uh inosuke and uh yeah i just see the boar head and i'm like that looks weird i'm not gonna watch that (laughs) and i I just the best character yeah and i so i don't i didn't know anything and so i i didn't touch it i was like that looks weird it's whatever and everyone kept talking about it and they're like dude it's like it's really big right now and even like when i was playing with some friends uh from school and stuff one of them's like oh dude I'm, i'm so psyched for this movie this anime is great and i'm like damn everyone's talking about this thing and so i finally and i'm like oh it's about you know someone slaying demons obviously that's all i know and i finally am like all right i'm gonna watch a few things and i'm gonna i'm gonna watch this then and i watch it and i think i watched it because i watched uh i was like i'm gonna watch shadow and bone then i'm gonna watch yasuke which i'm so glad i watched yasuke first yeah uh or yasuke and then i'm like i'm gonna watch this and thank god i watched this after because if i watched (laughs) yasuke after this i would have stabbed somebody (laughs) (laughs) but i watched this and i'm like oh my god this looks beautiful the animation it's just so like i don't know why it just looked amazing like it it something about it that it felt like there was like flavor it it felt because it's like you know it's 2d animation because it's anime but it it felt like it was popping out because of the color well, in that in like I think every time he does one of his water breathing techniques, or or any of them do any of their breathing techniques, those effects are in three D, so it really stands out from the rest of yes. the animation. Like every time, the time he does one of his like water wheel moves or whatever, I'm just like, oh god, this show looks so good. And the thing with it too is, I'm so used to like when you say three D animation, you know, you think of Western three D animation, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's the blocky looking cg whatever and then you see this and you're like oh my god like this is what we why don't we have this why why isn't this being done in america like yeah it's like what went wrong well they'll like do clever things like they'll draw trees as like 2d images but they'll move the camera movement around in like a 3d space kind of thing so it's like everything still looks 2d but it moves differently and it's just, it looks so interesting and different. Yeah, it, it just, it stuck out. And it I think it just blew me back because, like I said, I'm just so used to, like, I mean, you know, watching all these Western shows lately. And, you know, some are good and stuff, but they don't, I don't know. It just feels like there's such a big quality gap now. It's insane. And, you know, the show itself, though, I was loving the shit out of it. And the story, it's it's not intricate. It's not, like deep or complex no, or anything it's like pretty that basic it's literally just like one day uh tanjiro like was like while he was out his family was like slaughtered by some demon and you know his oldest sister but, but still his like younger sister but like his, the oldest sibling other than him was like the only one that survived and now she's a demon and he is trying to simultaneously get revenge for his family 
and try to find some way to change his sister back into a human by joining the Demon Slayer Corps and like literally just hunting down demons and, and confronting them and being like, hey, is there any way to cure a demon or whatever before he kills them? And it's such a cool uh, premise because it's it takes place in like a weird time. Like at first when you're watching it, you're like, oh, it's like uh, feudal Japan or like uh, yeah, but there's like, like 1400s and, and technology trains. And stuff. There's electricity. Yeah, like, so it looks like it's like what early 18... industrial Japan, maybe late 1800s. Maybe would you say potentially, Something yeah, like that. I don't know. It's weird because there's no guns. There's no guns, but there's trains. So there has to be guns, but they just don't use them, I guess. I don't, I can't tell. And they say stuff in the show, they say stuff in the show like, you know, oh, well, we, the the demon slayers go around with special swords because you can only kill a demon by cutting their head off with a specific type of sword. But like walking around with swords is illegal nowadays, unless you have like a license or whatever. And apparently the demon slayers are not a recognized like an officially recognized part organization. Yeah. So they, so that's why like when they get on public transit or whatever, they got to hide their swords and stuff. So yeah, it is, it is kind of hard to pin down exactly when this show takes place. Yeah. And they're much more like you could tell like rural versus urban areas easily. And it actually, it, it really made me think about just like how things are different even in modern day where you're in somewhere that's like an urban, like a, you know, a pretty heavy urban area. And then you go somewhere that's rural and it isn't necessarily, you know, night and day, but there's still big differences there and like what there is and whatnot, especially depending on what country you're in maybe too. But it it just made me forget that that's a thing. Cause you know, we were such city people ourselves that we're not used to that kind of thing either. So I'm like, oh, shit, I forget. That's crazy. I can't even imagine, like, going from, like, you're literally walking everywhere. Uh, you use charcoal for power or whatever. Yeah. And then you go over there and there's just, like, a, a fucking ramen stand. And like, <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> oh, and the train's here. Uh, it's it's just crazy. But uh, Tanjiro himself is a very interesting character because he's just so... It feels like in term besides skill, he's already kind of where he needs to be as a person. So what I like most about Tanjiro is that he he's not just like the t- the very stereotypical anime main character where he's like, oh, I'll I just win no matter what, like because he does lose from time to time, uh, and he also, but like he's also he never gives up as long as he has like the ability to stand he'll like he'll keep on trying but what makes him unique to me is how unbelievably kind he is like he truly he's like the only person in this show that pities the demons that he's killing yeah because like everyone else is just like oh demons are monsters they eat people there that's all there is to them don't don't give a shit about them they're not worth your pity or your sorrow but like it's weird that he can he has like an almost supernaturally good sense of smell so that he could even like smell emotions essentially (laughs) and like um one of the first moments that like basically made me kind of tear up was during his um uh 
I guess, entrance exam, for be- lack of a better word, the final selection. And he was fighting that, like, crazy weird demon that was, like, covered in arms and stuff. Yeah. And he, he successfully cuts off its head. And he's, you know, as the demon's dying, it's, like, remembering how, like, oh, it got separated from its brother or whatever. And he was just, like, saying, like, brother, please hold my hand. I'm scared or whatever. And you know, Tanjiro smells that like despair from him and that sorrow and he he holds its hand and he gives like a little bit of comfort to that demon as it's fading away. And like the demon bursts into tears because he's like, oh, I I feel at peace now because like I remember that feeling of my brother holding my hand and when I felt safe. And that was the moment where I was like, whoa, Tanjiro is like, he like he's killing these demons but he's doing it somehow so kindly like when he uh, goes up against the uh spider demon family and the the mother figure literally was just like oh no i i lost i'm i i'm gonna die and then she realizes like oh well if i'm gonna die that that means i'm free from this like torture that i've been stuck in for god knows how long with like the the kid demon who was like way more powerful than her, just like keeping her in line through like sheer fear and power and stuff like that. And she's just like, she literally like holds her hands up and just like kind of accepts that Tanjiro is about to cut her head off. Cause she's like, please just end this for me. And he sees like the change in her face and he realizes like she wants this. And he somehow like really quickly switches to like, somehow a gentle way of cutting off someone's head and she's like oh this is actually really peaceful i thought dying would be painful that you know i i'm glad i could go so easily or or whatever and i'm just like man tandro is like an extremely kind person and like not to get too uh ahead of us uh, but like there was a moment in the movie where some kids get to like literally walk into like the dreams of the main characters and see into their true subconscious and tanjiro's is just this like beautiful endless blue sky ocean that's just like it literally brings the kid who's like invading his consciousness to tears because he's like how is this person so pure and kind like this place feels just good so yeah. that, that's well, what I like about them, that main character. And that's just Tanjiro. Like, and like I said, Inosuke is like probably my favorite character because he's just like, he runs around shirtless with like serrated swords and a boar head. And he's just like, fight me. To everything. Yeah, he'll just, because <laughs> in the beginning, you're like, who the fuck is this? And they're, and they're kind of against him uh, before they join forces. But like, uh, it's funny because he is, you know, it, it's obvious, but it's also not really shown often, but he's easily a very tragic character, but we just don't really know yet because they haven't really explained his backstory, but you can tell it's not a happy one like, at all. Although he's like beautiful under that, <laughs> that boar head. He takes off his the, the head and you st- they sort of think it's woman. Yeah. He's a woman because like he's his got, face like, such is such a fair so, face or whatever. Yeah, he's so, he's so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it's so much. It's so, I think one of the best scenes is when they're at um the butterfly mansion and he takes i forget whose food he's eating but he's just like oh, as yeah. he's eating someone's food it's just the funniest shit i think he was like trying to piss off uh tanjiro because he wanted him to fight him and he's just like 
Oh, it's okay. You can take my food. It's fine. He's like, damn he, it, yeah. why would you fight me? Yeah, he Tantro pisses him off just because he doesn't uh he doesn't uh attempt to fight him at all in any yeah. form at all. But uh yeah, dude, he he's ridiculous because yeah, he's always shot I can't imagine what it's like for that voice actor. Like how, do you think his throat's okay? I don't know. Cause that must be painful to voice that type of character. He's and like always I'm not, yelling in like in a really gruff voice. I don't want to know. It's like one of those things like Attack on Titan where I never want to hear the English dub ever because it's just I'm yeah. so into the Japanese version. So I just I, it's it's I actually tried I started watching Demon Slayer with the American dub just so I could like put it on in the background and like I don't know read something on my phone or or play something uh, somewhere else but or, like on my Switch. But I oh, was dearie. just immediately so turned off by the voice actor for Tanjiro that I was just like, I don't know about this. And so I switched to the Japanese voices and I was like, oh, this is much, much better. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it, it definitely it demands your this show is I mean, anime, honestly, I always feel like demands full attention just because you're after you have to read it. Um, but at the same time, we're, you know, we're not always meant to multitask everything. Yeah. Uh, so at least when it's anime because i already know it's i i'm so when it comes to anime specifically for me i'm so new to it still like i'm there's so many everyone tells me to watch and i'm so behind on them or like very not behind but like very new to it that uh i'm always checking out really really good ones or specific ones that i really want to watch so because of that it's always something that demands my full attention anyway because it's like I don't do it that often. I'm not something that I'm not someone that's like I've been watching it forever now. So I'm like I'm bored. Which one should I just try out? It's more like everyone's been suggesting these top tier ones, and this is the next one on that list. Or uh, for me, like I'm going through Mobile Suit Gundam still, and because I'm so adamant about it, I'm so invested in it, which is why I want to pay so much attention to it. Whereas you know maybe something else that's at least in English, where I'm not reading the subtitles too, I'm not really gonna pay as much attention necessarily or i'd like to but you know it maybe it's something that i am doing out of not the same style but at the same time too i feel like with the amount of things i'm doing usually it needs to be something really good because i'm so like it always feels like i'm behind on everything that i'm like yeah. i can't imagine that's why it's like i can't watch watch like flash and supergirl because i'm like I, do i really want to waste my time with that kind of thing like it's not going to be something i'm going to enjoy dude so. i'm starting to feel like i should maybe not work out like an hour a day every day during the week because i am i've literally only played like a few hours of destiny this season oh my god yeah it's uh yeah i only i only work out like three or four days a week and it's yeah. like still an hour but i'm like i can't i can't do every day myself but uh yeah otherwise uh zenitsu <laughs> zenitsu dude i like i hate him but he's hilarious he's so obnoxious it's but it's like, great he he's like so like afraid of everything and it's like it's kind of funny but it also is like a little bit much at times it's like it's funny but but i think at a certain point it's gonna i'm afraid it's going to become like a thing where i'm like i get it like at least the uh, uh, inosuke keeps it fresh like i don't know he just it's fucking hilarious but with uh zenitsu you can tell like you want to see some character development. Otherwise he yeah. will kind of become like more of an annoyance. 
And it's it's kind of weird to me that he like he is somehow he he actually got past final selection. He is a demon slayer, but he literally only knows one move. Yeah. And it's because he's just so bad at being a swordsman and learning sword techniques that his teacher was only able to get him to memorize and successfully complete like the first form in the lightning strike or lightning breath techniques. And I kind of like say that when he did it, he was like, if you're going to do one, yeah. make sure you're the best at it. Like and just be really good. And, and that's very much like Rock Lee from uh, um, Naruto where he's just like, yeah, he, he can't do like ninjutsu, like ninja magic or whatever. So he literally spent all his time focusing on just being a good physical fighter. And he's just such a master master of physical fighting that he's like a challenge to fight for anyone if that like even can do magic. But um, so Zenitsu, it's it's interesting that he's just like, yeah, OK, I was only able to learn how to do the first lightning strike. So he just practiced that one to the point of absolute perfection. And so when he does get into the zone where he can do his breathing techniques, which it is funny that he basically has to like be scared unconscious. And yeah, it's he, like it's, he wakes he it's like there's two of him. Yeah. Like once he's like unconscious, his like subconscious survival techniques kick in and he just does the one lightning strike over and over again. And he's just it's visually so impressive when he does it because he just zips around like lightning and it's so cool but it's also funny to me that his hair turned yellow when he was struck by lightning one time yeah well he wasn't a natural yellow head yeah <laughs> i guess i'm like i was gonna say red and i'm like wait a minute no yeah it's, it's like it's also weird that his other so his two character like what do you call them his two character not flaws but parts of his character are like he two traits traits character traits are he's scared of everything but he's in love with all women so it's just a weird combination of the two things that i find not super interesting i mean being into women sure being weirdly forward with every woman that you meet is can get a little bit too much too quickly unless they scare him for sure and it's, it's just, like the it ones is... at the at the butterfly mansion like he sort of was like very happy and then yeah. he was like i'm afraid of everyone it, it is kind of funny that he's like super into nezuko and she's just like who are you i don't i don't care at all <laughs> yeah. yeah she runs from him yeah <laughs> which is hilarious because i think she gets small when that happens too yeah it's weird that she could like change size but it's a very anime thing to just be like, oh, yeah, I could have like a cute small girl, but she could also get large and fight people. Yeah, because it's like at least with because, you know, anime there with anime, they always, you know, they try to make women a lot of the women sometimes are they try to make them highly attractive or yeah. like, you know, it's like the dudes are always like, oh, and stuff like with Nezuko, yeah. they instead trade that for what's the word i guess adorableness i guess you would say right because yeah. it's like you don't think of like oh shit she's really trying you like uh oh my god this kid's adorable because she just like they give her uh, like a puppy effect most of the time yes 
Yes, that is the that's the word for it. Because uh, like she gets hella small and makes all these little faces, and she's kept in a box. Yeah. So and she doesn't talk. So I'm not gonna lie, you kind of do get that feeling of like, yeah, this is my animal, but this is a person. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird because like Tanjiro definitely cares for her like a sister, but he treats her like a pe- like a pet. Because yeah, like you said, he keeps her in a. Bo- I mean, granted, the box because she's a demon now, so she's. Like, if she were exposed to sunlight, she would die. So the box keeps her safe. But it's also just weird that they're like, yeah, we made a small box. So Nezuko, just get tiny and fit in the box and just sleep until I need you. Do you think the bamboo is going to be permanent? I don't know. That's another weird thing. That's like It's kind of interesting that she's constantly wearing a muzzle so she won't be incentivized to bite people. But it it is also weird that it's, as a side effect, she literally is silenced for the entire show. I mean, there are... I like, love the voice actress for Nesco. It's like, what's your favorite line? <laughs> and like, there, <laughs> it's like, all right. There are like a few moments where she will speak internally, but it's very rare. Like yeah. the, one of the few moments was during the fight with the, the spider demon and she like in her head is like blood demon art burning blood. Yeah. And I, was I like, think, Oh, they get the voice actor something to do. Cool. I think it's also cause they make it, you know, this is a very simplistic show. So they don't, they're like, if they did take off that muzzle, they would have to write all this. Well, it's also yeah. like, um, this is according to the manga. So I don't, I feel like, you know, if he went, if you looked into the manga too, that's the same thing where you have to write and change scripting and style of like, oh, you're adding in a recurring character, but they're related to the main character. And, you know, like her thing, it's like, what's everyone's thing? It's like Tenjiro is incredibly kind and, you know, he's always happy and smiling and does all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> Inosuke is fucking insane. And... Yeah will just shout at everything and be hilarious and it's like Zenitsu's a coward and he talks about women all day and that's about it and he just like cries and it's like if you took off Nesuko's muzzle what would that be exactly like what know. would become I think it of... could be interesting yeah no it could I, I'm very curious like I'm saying I'm, I'm not saying like I wouldn't want it like I honestly would it, would it would be cool to have one more character to talk about stuff and everything else I'm just curious as to what it would be and I'm like, because I didn't read, I'm not going to read the manga probably because I'm like so invested in the show. I don't want to, like, I like getting yeah, surprised. Yeah. Uh, it's not like Attack on Titan where I was just like, fuck this, I'm bored, and it's yeah. like eight years from now. It's taking too long, but give me. They literally took two, they actually took like five years. I was like, really? I'm not fucking, where's the Wikipedia? Uh, but like, I, I yeah I I'd be curious as to what they would do and I I don't know I don't I don't know what it's like because I'm sure there's probably someone that just read like who there's all these people that read the manga and they're just like you fucking idiot she never does or yeah she did in this episode or this like issue and stuff she'll be probably doing it in this part of season two like I have no idea and it's just funny like keeping forcing myself to stay in the dark when I could easily find out and have that question answered for myself easily but yeah. Otherwise, uh, you know, there's other characters. Uh, the ones, I guess, that are worth talking about are... The Hashira? The, yeah, the Hashira. Because it's like, you know, you get to that uh, trial and... They're also, you get like, to see... distinct and interesting looking. 
Yeah, they made sure to be like, oh, each one is a representation of this element or sub-element. And, and yeah, and some of them have really interesting element, like breath styles. Like mist is just like one. I want to know what kind, what kind of sword style is mist style, because that to to my mind feels like it'd be very still minor movements or whatever but because it's supposed to be it's supposed to be an offshoot of water yeah and also though you could tell like each one probably does its own thing and you know they each match that element because like the guy that's uh for mist i I don't honestly know all their names he's very airheaded you know he's not even airheaded he's uh like he because it's mist you know you get lost in the mist so he's supposed to be like he doesn't have good memory yeah he he just like, like forgets a lot of stuff yeah, he, he literally is just like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I'll forget about this later anyway. And yeah. The the one one that was really weird to me was the serpent style. And I was just like, what the fuck even is that? Yeah, that dude is like hella weird looking. He's got like different colored eyes and is also like he, he's kind of similar in Mist because they're both kind of like they seem very emotionless. Yeah. Like they're very monotone in terms of their styles. But yeah, I forget what the, the white haired guy was his thing was not the um the, the scarred bo- one right? yeah not the, yeah the, the scarred guy yeah because that was interesting because he's just he he's hell-bent on just like we need to kill everything kill them all yeah like, he literally like slices open his own hand to be like hey i'm gonna prove that nezuko cannot help herself from like eating human blood after stabbing her three times too yeah and i'm just like what the fuck but uh yeah, like he he's very interesting and I'm very because it's the whole thing of like you get the introduction to them and you're like, oh, we're going to learn about all of them. And there is the one for love, which is, you know, she's yeah, also that. Like, yeah, she's how's like, that sort of style? She, she's just like, I love everything. Like, she's like, oh, you're looking so cute, like handsome today and all this shit. Uh, there is uh, the sound one, the one that's like sound, but he's like, yeah. everything must be flamboyant. And I'm like what like uh that one was weird uh because i'm like oh cool sound uh, you know sound designer i like sound uh, that, that'd be interesting to me uh if there was one that's based just on that type of thing and you just see the character and he just keeps talking like it's to the point where each one is a gimmick you know uh and that one specifically is like everything is flamboyant and i'm like none of this is sound at all but okay yeah. and then the stone dude is always crying because he's like everything's sad or something yeah, and like uh, the the flame uh, Hashira uh, Ren Goku is just like super positive about everything, even though when he's saying like negative stuff. Yeah, uh, which we'll we'll be talking a lot more Ren Goku in just a bit, specifically because I mean you look at all of them and each one is uh, very okay. Dis- the scarred guy was wind. Wind. Okay, that makes I guess the wind. The scars are the wind, uh, <laughs> or at least it looks like it. Uh, and then, of course, there's uh, the main two that you get to see at least early on. Like, you actually get to see them in action, which is... Um, you already have the wiki up. Like, can you check yeah, out the characters? Yeah, the water uh, style guy who yeah. learned from the same guy who taught Tanjiro. And then oh, there's the insect one, Shinobu. Shinobu, that's her name, yes. And she's very much, like, always smiling and uh, you can't tell what her emotions are. And it's crazy, at least in the spider fight, because she straight up doesn't even use her sword, really. She poisons. Yeah, it's weird that her sword 
is missing most of its blade except for like the very tip and it it's kind of like a hook and yeah she just poisons demons like she somehow has created like demon or poisons that are only effective against demons yeah and it's it's insane how well it works and she's like antidotes and stuff and it's like uh you see i forget what they're called but the cleanup crew that go to the areas after like anti-spider venom like healing stuff well that's the thing they were like shinobu whipped it up on the way here yeah like she's like i she she concocted it and made it like feasible and it was just like dude that's insane and uh it's crazy too because she's like you know they're all supposed to be pretty ruthless and she's calmly ruthless and because she's like oh i'm gonna go kill uh i'm gonna go kill nezuko and she is a demon she must die (laughs) yet like you know you see the the uh, i guess the it's either victims and also uh, other demon slayers that get turned into the spiders and they're just the spider heads kind of. Yeah. And she's like very graceful with them because they're technically not demons, I guess. They're just like disform- deformed people. Yeah. Technically. But like, it- it's like she's very, um, I guess, compassionate when it comes to that kind of stuff. But I really liked seeing her in the when they're doing the little like butterfly mansion arc for the training. They show her in a flashback. It shows her in um what's the the other one of the uh, five of uh, the young ones. The younger one? Um Yeah. Let's see if she's on the list. Cuz there were there were five uh there were five kids that passed and it was like Inosuke, Zenitsu, Tenjiro, as well as this dude that's also scarred, and then a girl that seemed like she was also like buggy or butterfly butterfly style, and you could tell like each one, uh, not all of them, but really like uh, the two that aren't in the trio are like kind of similar to some of the Hishira already, uh, which uh, Tenjiro is like uh, Giyu though specifically, uh, whereas uh, Zenitsu, Zenitsu and Anasuke are the only two that aren't really like specific to any others. They're like on their own. Uh, it doesn't feel like they connect with anyone else, really. Um, but, uh... Uh, Keno? Keno? Uh, Keneo? K-A-N-A-O? Keneo? Okay. Um, you know, like, you see the flashback with her and with, uh, Shinobu. And, you know, Shinobu, like, her eyes aren't like that. They're very much more, there's a lot more emotion and range in it. And she's, like, angry or whatever. And it's, like, her sister is the one that's, like, her now. And then she's, like, yeah, I became like this when my sister died. And it was just interesting. It's funny. It's interesting to see, like, because the Hishira seem very specific or very um, set on how they are. Yeah. And then it's cool to see the flashbacks with them because it feels like they're completely night and day different people. Uh, with what they were maybe like a few years ago or something and that's like the case with shinobu specifically where is uh kaneo is like just was like a weird slave orphan girl who was sold to somebody and yeah and just at some point her mind just snapped and was like i'm just not gonna feel anything anymore yeah to the point where shinobu was like dude this girl's a lost cause and then her sister's like no we can here give her a coin and this will help her how she decides to do something or not. Uh, and this is how she can start moving forward and stuff until Tenjiro comes in as like a fucking. And he's just like, you're just going to listen to your heart now. And she's like, oh, 
<laughs> dude, everyone was like, I remember, I, I couldn't help. I was like, there was some reaction video that popped up in my recommended, and everyone's like, this fucking smooth criminal. And I was <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> I was cracking up. But then there's one more. There's the fifth, uh, the fifth one that passed, and he's also scarred. And he's like, he got like taller and buffer since the last time I guess Tenjiro saw, saw him. And I straight up thought he would be with the wind. Yeah. Uh, the wind. Uh, yeah, but he's actually with like the stone guy. Yeah, he's with the stone dude, which is interesting. And I'm curious to see how that goes because it's like, you know, they're all, there's so many characters here and I'm not sure how long the show is going to be. But like, uh, I, I like that this is a cool intro because you kind of get all these other characters that are like, Oh, these are ghosts of previous apprentices that didn't make it through the uh, the like yeah. final test and stuff. And you also meet like a couple other demons that are actually good and they potentially could be able to cure Nezco. You meet like two random demons that work with uh What's the main bad demon's name? Uh Kibitsuji? Yeah, like you, the girl with the balls and the dude that's blind with the eyes on his hand uh like with the arrows yeah yeah like they're really cool she like gave up one bit of information about him and she just like got torn apart from the inside or whatever by a curse i guess he implants on them and something stuff. like that yeah and it seemed like they were basically potential up and comings to be some of the lower six i guess possibly yeah uh which obviously you know <laughs> see how that goes but uh <laughs> There, there's the whole thing because you have the you have the is it nine or seven Hashira? It's nine Hashira, mm. and there's twelve. Uh, what were they called? Twelve. Um, it's hard to remember all the names. It's like it takes forever for me to get all of it down. It was like when it when I first watched Game of Thrones, I had to like figure out everyone's name, and it took forever. But once I did, it was easy as hell. But uh, there's like these upper and lower t- uh, six all making up 12 and you know i love he's like the uh he comes in and is like hey i'm cleaning house uh only the upper six seem to be good at what they do the lower six you know you guys run when you see a hashir considering lower five which is i think ryu uh the spider uh boy looks like he just gets hashira eight hashira and then uh what were the demon the the, the 12 demons called the uh the I think it's just like the 12 Kibitsuji or whatever. Kibitsuji, okay. Because uh, I think uh, they were just named after that demon. I could be wrong. Hold on. I think they're, I think it's different. Uh, but yeah, the 12 Kibitsuji, like, yeah, he kills off the the remaining five, four of the five of the lower uh, six. Uh, and the 12 Kizuki? Kazuki. Okay, Kazuki. Okay. Yeah, because I'm very, it's, it's interesting because, you know, like, when they say, oh, it's 12 Kazuki, you know, you're thinking, oh, does that mean we're going to see Tenjiro? Basically, besides killing random demons, he has to kill these 12 too. And, you know, they don't do that because you have, like, Giyu, uh kill off one, and then they do that twist because you don't expect it. You don't expect the other five to get got all in one. Yeah. So that was, that was crazy. I loved how that, like, spider demon fight ended with Tanjiro like his sword got broken yeah and he, he used like the the tiny bit that was left and like his sister's burning blood and he also like switched from water breathing to flame breathing or whatever specifically not we well, know it was fire breathing 
because they make a point that's like, oh, no, what you were doing was fire breathing. What Rengoku does is flame breathing. They're yeah. very, they're specifically different. Which is um, interesting. Yeah. And so he, it's just interesting that he switches from water to fire and was seemingly able to cut off the spider demon's head. And then turned out the spider demon was like, if I hadn't severed my own head at that exact second, you might've actually been able to kill me. But like, didn't happen. And then, yeah, Giyu just shows up and he just immediately, instantly cuts off that demon's head. Like, it's not even an effort. The situation but... has been fixed. Yeah, and it's just like, whoa. Like, I thought Tanjiro was, like, a badass swordsman and he's not even close to what, like, the Hashira can do. Yeah, it, it's like, he, he tries, because it's like the whole thing with Ryu, he tries so hard and he can't even beat him. Like, yeah which is crazy like his sword can't uh, even go all the way through the demon's neck yeah i'm definitely i'm assuming sometime there's gonna be like you know they do like a, a one or two year jump sometimes mm, that'd be i feel like that probably would happen because then you get like a you know you get a skill jump i feel like that'd be cool they could do um, that because like his like he's been training but like he has not really trained or changed much since his like becoming a demon slayer yeah so it's definitely like something that would be interesting to see and i'm, I'm still I, if, from what i've heard from people they think it sounds like it's something that would probably be three or four seasons probably mm. not that much longer which i'm like cool as long as they're all 26 episodes i'm good yeah like make sure they're fucking long because that's what i need uh if it's like something that's like 80 something episodes I'm, i'll be pretty happy or like i guess in that case it would be like a hundred and something episodes um but yeah everything about it because it's it it has some it honestly has some heart wrenchers it's got yeah. uh it's got some good humor and it's just got some good times like you feel good everything about it just feels good honestly when i was watching it i couldn't stop watching it like that was actually something i kept losing sleep because of I just was like, <laughs> I need to watch a little bit, just a little bit more. Just maybe like two more episodes. I don't care if it's I four o'clock. Yeah. Oh, God, I did. I really did. But um, yeah, I, I, there were definitely a few nights where I went to bed like a little bit later than I should have because I was just like, oh, no, they can't end it there. I need to watch the next episode now. Exactly. Like, especially I think the the one that definitely got me was uh, the episode that ended with Tanjiro like seemingly about to cut off the demon's head the the spider demon's head and then like his sword like he's about to cut through the um spider thread or whatever and then it just like breaks his sword and the perspective uh, yeah. of the spider silk like about to hit him too and i was just like no you can't end it there uh <laughs> dude this is fucking insane but <sighs> man uh, I think the only other thing I'm trying to think of if there's anything else really to talk about for it. Um, I mean, we haven't really gotten too far into that movie. Oh, I didn't. I, I wasn't even. I was just thinking of the show. I, I mean, oh, th yeah. thought we even tarted. Yeah, I was trying to keep away from the movie and do them separate. But like, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I guess like now. I guess I'll save it till after the movie of like what you want to see more of or whatever. Right. um but also the the fucking swordsmiths are hilarious yeah 
I, I just I, the, Dude, the funniest like, scene is like when he's like, "Oh, look, they're here with their new swords," and you see him coming, and you just see him like give the other sword the the other uh, swordsmith the stuff to hold, and you see him running with a knife yeah. coming to stab him. You're like, "Oh no!" Like, yeah, my favorite part of that was when Inosuke got his uh, twin swords, and the guy was like, "Oh yeah, like it was kind of a challenge to make." twin swords because i've never done that before for uh because i've never worked with for someone who uses dual blades so like you know let me know like how it turned out and inosuke is like looking them over and then he walks out to the pond <laughs> and takes a rock and just starts smashing the swords to make them all serrated <laughs> and the guy's just like what are you doing to my swords <laughs> which uh, it's like when, I, when you when you see that happening I'm, you're like does that is it, does it help his own style specifically, or is it just a looks thing for him? Like I don't know. I I think it's honestly just that he's like it's cooler. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I I hope they. I, it's like one of the things where it's like, I feel like with Sanitsu, I don't care to learn more about his backstory. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. But with Enosuke, I'm like, I want to know so much more. Like, I, tell me everything. And I feel like we're gonna get that episode soon. Yeah. We'll so look like at that. I'm confused by Inosuke because he seemed like he said that he kind of just like happened upon the Demon Slayer final selection thing and he was he wasn't sent there. But then he also still definitely knows a breathing style because he knows beast breathing. Like yeah. I thought he just fought with the boar head on his head. I didn't think like the moment where Inosuke is like, hey, do you have any way to track where these this demon might be coming from? And he's just like, yeah, hold on a sec. The beast breathing form, whatever, you know, forest sense. And he just like senses out where the demon is. And I was like, well, wait, what? He actually knows beast breathing? <laughs> yeah. But I guess moving on to the movie, Mugen Train. Holy. Yeah. We, so we just, uh, guys, we just watched this in theaters yesterday. We, went, we yeah. went to the theater yesterday to watch this. Holy shit. That Dude. movie. That, that. Dude, that movie hurts. That movie hurts a lot. It's I'm not so gonna sad. I, it, it, we just, it keeps ramping up, man. We just got... We literally were just uh, introduced to Ren Goku and the other Hashira. And now, I guess, spoilers if you haven't seen this yet. Yeah. Uh, now, Ren Goku is dead. And I really was not expecting that so soon. But, yeah, I, I still think my favorite part of this movie is just like watching Inosuke lose his shit on the train <laughs> he's just like banging on the windows he's like yeah we're going so fast we're going so fast <laughs> I just like when he leans out of the windows and he's just like kind of dead out there just like yeah. letting his he's arms like, just, I'm gonna like, run outside spaghetti. the train and I'm gonna race the train because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he just he sees it as a, an animal practically yeah. but and he keeps calling it lord <laughs> yeah but you know, Mugen Train, I, I like the transition because, you know, you have such a good, I guess, really, really fast, just going back to the first season, it ends on the train. Like, the first yeah. season ends so perfectly where they get onto the train and they do the they do the thing where you always know it's really good. You know, the anime gets really, really good when they play the intro or outro song during the scene itself instead of after because they yeah. do that and it's the opening and you're like oh my god because it's like a recap of everything like all the adventures tenjiro has been on and all the stuff he's gone through for the season and then it just shows them on the train and then like you see that i love 
this part because it's like it's the best part of the song and as it's going through which the song is by i believe her name is lisa and guys i started i'm not gonna lie after this show like i i started like i found the song and i kept looping it because i fucking loved it but i got to see her sing it and dude it's not even different like her vocals are so good they didn't do anything to alter it it's just that she's like she's really fucking good like she's really good but uh i love that scene because that music that point of the song goes on and you're going through the train and it quickly shows rengoku on the train and then it goes to the front where you see uh lower one on the top yeah just like ready to go and you're like oh shit this is gonna be insane and Oh man, the the movie itself starts off like it sort of retreads a little bit of like, oh, we're going to get on the train and then it shows them on the train, but they don't do like the whole scene and they're there and uh, they meet Rengoku there and he's like, delicious, delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like eating oh, all yeah. of the food in See, the train. Every bite he's like, this is delicious. This is delicious. Delicious. <laughs> Which, you know, it's so sad to say, but it's like, thank God he got a good final meal, I right. guess. Right, yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine, oh, God, I would be, I would be so pissed if I, like, ate Dude, some shitty meal and then I died. I'd be like, fuck. I kept laughing so hard that he was choking out that child for, like, ten straight minutes. <laughs> like, in his Oh, dream. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she shouldn't have, dude, she, she knew what she was yeah. doing. She's just like, oh, my God. But he's supposed to be under one, like lower one's sleep spell. It, like he's not supposed to wake up, and he's not awake. But he's like still choking me. His survival instinct must be insane. And it's just like, and then he's just like holding that child by the throat for like literally ten minutes of the movie at least in his sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's so every time they kept, went back to like what's happening in the real world, and it's just like uh is awake now but like everyone else is still asleep and like red goku is still choking the child <laughs> uh so good and like uh the the movie itself like the animation looks pretty much exactly the same as the show oh, yeah. like they ca- they keep it with the good stuff um i love the the animation differences you see too is the 3d they utilize for the locations like it's like in season one it's like when the uh, lower six are killed off in that weird palace location, yeah, you're going through those MC doors Escher and it's painting. so weird. Yeah. And it's like in certain parts of the train, they do that too. And it's really cool though. And there's like, it's supposed to have 200 passengers and the whole thing they're drawn there. It's like, oh, there's some demons that are, or a demon or demons that are making people disappear on the train. And that's all you know. Like, they show scenes of it in the first season, so you know there's demons there. And it's like simultaneously, uh, Lower One is getting his powers. And then also now Rengoku is heading over there to deal with the other demon, though, that's been there already. And it's crazy how it keeps escalating. It's like three stages where you're like, oh, it's the fucking demon on the train. And you think, like, oh, it's going to be some crazy fight. And then Rengoku's just like, don't worry about it. Yeah, I got done, it. Done. Got it. <laughs> Makes such quick work of them. 
and then you get like lower ones attacking. I'm like, because the whole thing, I'm like, okay. Imagining before I watch this movie, I'm imagining like it's either gonna be like uh, lower one and the demon on the train are gonna join forces, and it's gonna be like this crazy fight that lasts the whole movie, or they're gonna kill that demon first and then lower one later, and then that'll be the whole movie, and. They kill the demon on the train so quickly. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> that was so fast. And that... then it turns out he's like, I am the train now. Yeah, I mean, not even that one, but I mean, like the original demon that's on the train. Because oh, like, uh, there's like two demons and you're like, oh, is that it? Okay, so I guess Laura One's gonna do something crazy because I'm like, there has to be something. How do they make this drawn out for an entire film? And then they do like the whole dream stuff, and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, there you go. So this is how they kind of make it lengthy without like doing a fight for like 50 minutes or something. And it's interesting the the different uh, the different dreams each one has. Where it's like Tenjiro's is like the tragic one of like, oh, your family's alive. And yeah, a lot of crying for Tenjiro in this movie. Dude, he goes through some shit. And then Zenitsu is a fucking <laughs> idiot. Yeah, he's literally just fucking... like chasing after uh, uh... Oh, Nezuko? Uh, Nezuko the whole time. But yeah, like yeah. I, it was so like sad, but kind of heartwarming that. You know, literally the second Tanjiro sees his family again, he just like drops his sword and runs to them and just hugs them. Yeah. He's, he's just like, I never thought I'd see you again. And then he finds out it's a dream and it's just yeah. like, you son of a bitch. And that just makes him angry. Like that, you get to see him probably the most angry is this. Especially and... when the demon, like at, at one point put him in a nightmare and was just like, his family's like, why didn't you say, uh, stay with us? Why didn't you Oh, those were multiple us? nightmares. You and he switched it up and kept giving him multiple uh, different maybe. types of nightmare situations. Yeah, that's what each one he literally he goes was like, so quickly. And he literally was just like, how dare you put those words in my family's mouth? They, they would never, ever say anything like that to me. Like, and he's just like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, Inosuke's is <laughs> so fucking weird. He's just like what? cave, uh, uh, cave, uh, diving or whatever and fighting cave adventures. <laughs> I love when he wakes up and, uh, uh Tanjiro's just like, Inosuke, the demon fused himself with the train. Now the whole train is a demon. He's like, I knew it. This <laughs> <laughs> is so stupid. It was great. I also love that in his dream, everyone's animals, like, uh, not, uh, uh, freaking, uh, uh yeah. Nesco is a rabbit. Yeah. Uh, Zenitsu um, is a fucking rat, which was perfect. Yeah, that was funny. And Tanjiro's, like, a, a tanuki. tanuki. Yeah. Uh, so, they're underling one, two, and three. Yeah. That was their names. <laughs> so it. good. Uh, and then you see Rengoku's fucking dream. Yeah, and oh his wasn't, like, super happy. Nope. It, it's like, dude, this is a dream? Because it's like his dad is just, like, he He's does like, not hey, dad, give a fuck about life. I became a, I became a demon slayer Hashira. Aren't you proud of me? And he's just like, whatever. You're never going to amount to anything anyway. He's like, whoa. Everything, he's just basically like, everything is worthless. Nothing matters. Yeah. 
and it's like well apparently it's well after his mother died too that too Uh, because it's weird because it's like it sounds like you like you think oh it's because his mother died this happened but it feels like the way he talks like it didn't happen for a while because he still trains him and is is happy and then later on like something just abruptly happens where he just stopped yeah all we get is that like it's like his dad was also a flame hashira uh for the demon slayers and then just at some point he one day just quit and his personality changed entirely and he's just like yeah fuck sword fuck sword fighting fuck uh, fighting demons it doesn't matter nothing matters maybe we'll find out when uh tanjiro goes there because that was like the last thing that uh ren goku told him was like hey oh yeah i may not remember anything specific about fire uh breath style but maybe the records at my family estate might have something that you could find useful oh yeah there's a there's a bunch of stuff i do want to bring up like i guess after talking about the film itself of what we expect to come but uh yeah like and you see his like little brother is like there and apparently like i guess he's not strong like rengoku is or at least like skilled and but he still has like the same style of hair like all three of them the father the son and the brother all got that fire hair because when you see the h hishira originally you see rengoku and i mean they all look interesting but rengoku just looks so fucking cool like he's just fire haired and every he just looks so dope and then (laughs) they kill off the coolest guy it's it straight up isn't even like oh they killed one of the one of the eight it's like all right you're like no I mean, that was my favorite one already. Like, I already, just by looking, I said, that that's the cool one. And you killed him. He's dead. Dude, he got impaled, too, with, like, a fist. Yes. And, and, and like, that whole thing of, like, uh, you know, we, we get the, after the initial demons and they break out of the, uh, the trances and the assassin kids and stuff, in which, like, one is tuberculosis. And I'm like, well, fuck. All yeah. right. Uh, they do like the full train fight and i love that it's like okay uh zenitsu and nezuka will take one car you two take the front three and see if you can find lower one i'm gonna take the back five and just cover all of those yeah and i'm just like oh fuck okay he's like i got it don't worry about it <laughs> and i was worried at first because i'm like oh no is something good because i i kept i there was some Thing, like okay like i said i never spoiled myself with any of this stuff i tried to stay away as much as possible but there was something in the pit of my stomach the entire time going something's gonna happen to rent goku like it just feels like it you feel that's gonna happen and i'm like he's covering five parts of the train maybe something might happen no no he literally <laughs> just yeah. keeps flying through single-handedly just taking everything out and lower one's literally like i can't even do anything against this guy like if he if it wasn't uh tenjiro and inusuke up there uh it seems honestly like uh rengoku would have been able to easily dispatch him like honestly it didn't seem like he would probably take much effort to do it yeah like it it seemed like um like it was crazy that the the lower one demon actually was getting frustrated that he's like i've got 200 people on this train uh, uh kept held captive and i i'm not able to kill a single one of them because these freaking demon slayers especially that flame guy is able to just 
literally keep de uh, destroying my arm tentacle things before I can get to them over and over again. And then we get to like Tenjiro's whole thing where he's like, I'm going to keep putting you to sleep. And yeah. Tenjiro had figured out how to stop him. And he's just like, I'm just going to keep killing myself in the dream. And the way he does it, he straight up cuts off his own head each time. And the amount of fortitude you need to kill yourself in a dream without effort is insane. You know, like, that's still, you know, that's yeah. fucking insane. And that's why he's like, you know, those nightmares, because, you know, you see him get put to sleep all the time. And one thing you notice is, like, when all those nightmares stack up, those are, like, all the different times when he's doing it. That's why it's, like, there's so many different ones, is because those are all the times he keeps getting hit. And he's like, I don't understand. I thought it would work. And it's like, oh, no, your spells are working. He just knows what to do once he's in there immediately. And that's why yeah. he keeps jumping out of it so fast. And then I love how Inosuke only got taken down the first time was because of the aura on the ticket. It wasn't because yeah. of the eyes that he has. Yeah, because so, like the boar face mask, it's just like because the eyes are facing different directions that are like different from his actual eyes. Apparently, the demon slayer, the demon was just like, I guess, not able to get his real eyes with his uh, like sleep spell, which is kind of yeah. funny. And it's also like, you know, oh, and I like that Zenitsu is like immediately in his super awesome uh, half asleep fighting mode because he's just like i'm already asleep it's fine <laughs> yeah he, he didn't have to take much effort there uh and he's then like to... protect nezuko <laughs> <laughs> and asuke also says something like i'm wearing the head of a god oh uh, did he i missed yeah that. he says like a boar god or something so uh, it's even more so like what the huh. fuck is in his backstory i want yeah. to know and I'm like, oh, did he see? Was he in Mononoke? Is that what happened? Like, he killed a boar god. And was like, this is mine now. But uh, I, I love that the there's like the the neck bones are in the front of the in the like the front compartment of the yeah. train. I love uh, what is uh, Ren Goku is just like, yeah, it's a demon. A demon always has to have a head and a neck. So even if it's a train. It still has to be able to be decapitated somehow. Go find it. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> damn. And, like, they take care of that. And, you know, they, they, I think they do a really good job of it, especially because, like, the conductor stabs... Uh, stabs uh, Tenjiro yeah, I thought and so kind of puts him out. I thought it was so interesting that so many of these... Uh, the, the demon was just, like able to get a bunch of humans to work for it because it literally has the power to put you into whatever dream it wants and so it's just like hey life sucks you want to just go to sleep forever in an, a, in a good dream until you die like w would you like that then just do whatever i say and yeah there th it was able to get people to just try to commit murder just because just for a good dream and again, going back to Tanjiro being just such a kind person, he's just like, I can't die from this stomach wound because if I do, that makes this man a murderer. Yeah. I'm like, for fuck's sake, even like yeah. when he, and it's like that's happening, he's like just thinking about someone else, which yeah. is crazy. Uh, and also he's like, you know, no one on this train is going to die. Like that's their whole yeah. mission is like save 
all 200 people on this train. And they do. And it's, like, really cool because, like, you know, Rengoku straight up is, like, I love it. You know the minute he's, like, I'll train all three of you. And they're, like, floating around him, like, big brother. I was, like, oh, no, something's definitely going to happen. And, you know, they save everyone on the train. And, you know, at least from the trailers and everything else, it seemed like it was just the demons on the train and then uh, lower one. And Rengoku just seemed like, okay, he's, like, control your breathing and you can actually stop the the severed uh part of your that's yeah, bleeding like, you hey, out that that stomach wound not a problem just breathe well <laughs> yeah and he's just like once you control it just don't try to do anything else like just focus on this and you'll be okay and then fucking out of the blue upper three shows up yeah and it's just like whoa what the fuck what are you doing here and it's crazy because it seemed like, okay, in the show, they're like, oh yeah, the Hashira don't lose, really. It's like, even though the, the other Demon Slayers in the core aren't really, you know, it seems like they're not of the right skill level, or like, they're not doing well. They just seem like they're okay. Uh, but the Hashira are, like, top tier. It seems like it's the same thing with the Demons, where there's a yeah. lot of Demons, too, uh, as well, but also... Besides the upper six, they're all just kind of trash, especially the lower six, apparently, because uh, from what, what uh, what's-his-face is saying, he's like, yeah, if a Hashira shows up, you guys run. Yeah, basically. And you're not supposed to run. You're not supposed to do that. And it's like, okay, so, well, you know, in terms of skill level, Hashira can dispatch a lower six, uh, one of the lower six easily. And then you see the upper six, and it's like, here, you now see that the upper six can dispatch a Hashira, which is insane. Because, you know, this fight is insane, too, because they're, like, on an entirely different skill level than Tanjiro. Even, I think, like, Gaiyu, uh, from what he was doing against Rayu, like, uh, it's, like, completely different there. But, yeah, like, he, he bust, like, one of the first things he did in the spider fight was, like, bust out water-breathing form, like, 11. And uh, Tanjiro was just like, wait, form 11? <laughs> Yeah, and then it was Rayu's just like, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. Uh, but with Rengoku, you know, he's doing all these different fire forms or flame forms. And three is just like, I guess his whole thing is martial arts. But he just dodges or like he doesn't even need to dodge because he just his, his uh, regrowth rate is yeah. the fastest we've ever seen. It's interesting because he didn't seem to use any special powers. He- I, that I was aware of. He's just was like, I'm just an amazing martial artist. Yeah. I can regenerate real fast. <laughs> and now we know, like, if he's upper three, we know now he's one of the four most powerful demons yeah. alive, which is insane. So, like, Rengoku's now facing one of the four most powerful, like, adversaries. Uh, and it's just... It sucks because you get what seems like the coolest... Hashira and we don't really know because all right we know with the upper 12 with the with the 12 uh we know which one's stronger than the other because of their rank so we know if upper three is upper three we know he is better than nine other demons of that like caliber and he's only below two others yeah Uh, and then also like of course the main one with the Hashira we just know each one specializes in something. We don't know which one's the strongest or not, you know? And yeah. 
Honestly, though, when you look at them all, tell me, James, when you looked at all eight of them, which one seemed like the most powerful? Probably Rengoku. Right? Uh, well, <laughs> and I that's think the he... thing. Like, when, when all the other Hashira got the news that Rengoku died, like, wh- I forget which one, but one of them was like, oh, I think it was Giyu, was like, I see, even Rengoku couldn't kill an uh, one of the upper Kizuki. So, like, yeah. that makes me wonder, like, have these Demon Slayers, like, have the any of these Hashira uh actually encountered one of the kazuki like uh, if, is that maybe why rengoku's father quit because he he had an encounter with one of them and was like there is no defeating these things well they have so it seems like hashira and kanuki have fought each other many times before it just seems like anytime hashira has fought a lower like he says like the lower i six... mean the upper one specifically yeah i know but uh, like the Hashira dispatched the lower ones easily yeah whereas from what it sounds like the upper six when they fight one of the hashira the hashira actually die like they it mm. seems like a, they've killed other hashira before okay um so rengoku's not the first hashira to fall from one of the upper six and the upper six haven't changed status in like forever like they seem like they've been established yeah uh, so like they've only gotten stronger and stronger as time's gone on and yeah and he's like I think he's supposed to be in his early 20s I'm pretty sure so and like even upper three is straight up like yeah and like one or two years your skill is probably going to be insanely better like you yeah, could he probably tries, he tries to convince Rengoku to become a demon just so that they could fight each other forever and just yeah. get like continually stronger it seems like this dude is just, uh, he's just super competitive. Or he's like, literally he, he... just like, I never want to grow old and get weak. And I only want to get stronger and stronger and stronger, which is what being a demon allows him. Yeah. And I, it was interesting. Like, it was so sad that Rengoku was actually so close to actually defeating this guy. And then the sun started to come up and he's like, oh shit, I got to get out of here as soon as I can. And he just like, nopes out of the fight and just he literally yeah. just like rips off his own arm that's like stuck in uh red goku and he's just like i gotta get out of here i love that tenjiro like throws his sword at him and just like he's literally lost a second sword now yeah that quickly because it it's crazy how you watch rengoku start getting like you start seeing him lose and you're just like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck and then, like, he is, it seems pretty much like he lost, and then he goes, like, fucking Super Saiyan. Yeah. And controls his, he controls his breathing, and just, like, goes in full. And it looks like he's pretty much winning until then, like, the smoke clears, and it's like, oh, he, he got, like, impaled, impaled him. Yeah, I And I it's loved, so sad. I loved that flashback with his mom, though, where she, she was just like, hey, I don't have much longer to live in this world, but I want you to think about something like why do you think that you were born so strong and he's like i don't know i never really thought about it he's like so that you could protect those weaker than you because that's the whole point of any anyone who has strength in this world has an obligation to use that strength to help those who don't have that and so that's the thing that's why he literally fights to his last breath to protect the the innocent people that were on that train and he su- he succeeds he i mean he doesn't kill the demon but he protects every one of those 200 people on that train so yeah. at least that day he was the victor and even with upper three too when he first arrived he he wasn't there to kill 
uh, Rengoku. He was there to kill Tanjiro. Yeah, he tried. He went. Yeah, he went straight for Tanjiro, and Rengoku was like, "Bitch, you thought." Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, and then Rengoku just died. It, it's like one of those things where I feel like there's other anime. I've seen like clips of One Piece and stuff where I guess really, really, really powerful characters die. They don't even like. They don't even fall down. They don't um, disintegrate or anything. They just straight up are like either standing or like still like upright when they yeah. die because they're that powerful. And Rengoku is straight up like not on the ground completely. He's like, like he's still on like his knees, but yeah, yeah. Like he still has that much power that he's able to do that kind of thing. Like he shouldn't have been able to speak with a hole in his chest, but he was. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was it was just too much, man. I was like, "Fuck, I can't, can't believe that happened." Because it was, yeah. it was just uh, honestly in that small mo- in that movie, he became one of my favorite characters because it's like it, one thing I really love about Demon Slayer is so, like I said, it's very simplistic. It's there's nothing more than what's on the surface. Uh, it doesn't so far get really yeah at least so far it doesn't get super complicated or it doesn't get complicated at all really or anything. It just kind of stays pretty simple. But what they, what I, a unique thing it does that I really like is any other non-main or antagonistic character, they all get like a small backstory piece where it's like, yeah. hey, there's the reason why they're like this or whatever. And, you know, it's still at the surface. It's not that deep either. But I like that they add in that perspective anyway, because it's still like something there to remind you like, Oh, these aren't just another character. This is still like someone that was like, you know, this is what, this is what they were like, or this is what their life was like. And you feel that with Rangoku. Cause it's like, even though, uh, he is only in like two episodes of the series. And then the movie, he, you get those little backstory pieces and like the dream and everything else. And you're just like, I want more. I want more yeah. of this character. I want so much more of him because he seems so fucking cool. And of course, like you see all the different types of uh, specialties that Hashira have. I'm not going to lie. The one that interests me the most is the flame. Like yeah. that's the fucking coolest one. He says like flame tiger. And I'm like, did you say flame tiger? Yeah. Did you say my f- favorite animal, bro? And I'm like, oh my God. Uh, but yeah, he dies and the movie ends because it's supposed to be that's like a small arc. That's supposed to be like the smallest arc in the series. Uh, so I guess that's the one they wanted to make uh, a movie. So I, I think sense. it might be the only movie. I don't know if they'll do like a movie in between every season. Uh, yeah. They could. They could do that. That'd be insane. Or I mean, it's a weird thing to make a complaint about. But I, I was just like, man, it's a little bit annoying that you have to watch this movie to see the next bit of the story because it's not like a Dragon Ball movie where like all those were just like kind of side stories and you you didn't have to watch them to still keep going with the series. Like you didn't feel like you missed anything. And I think kind of the same for, uh, I think there's only been like one My Hero Academia movie so far and I missed it, but I didn't feel like I missed too much for the main plot or main story of the series. This, though, literally, like, if I had missed this movie, I'd be like, well, wait, when did that guy die? And, like, yeah. why is, is Hendro going to that guy's house? And what happened to his sword again? So, that's actually, ironically, what I like about this is because it matters. Because yeah. uh, 
I guess it's just, it just so- feels like it could have been like just a few episodes of the show, but whatever. I mean, I'm glad it was a movie because it, it, I like that we got all of that at the same time. Because imagine watching the show and seeing him just get the sword back or get a new sword and then losing it one episode later. You just be like, what the fuck, dude? Whereas this one's a movie, you're still like, what the fuck, dude? But at least it's a movie. Uh, And with the movie, too, like I'm so used to seeing, at least for like you think of Trigun, you think of Cowboy Bebop, you think of uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, not the other one. Yeah. all of them have movies that are these weird little one-offs that are like, this didn't affect anything, so what was the point at the same time? It's like a cool adventure where it's like, oh, you got more, but also, was there a point to this? Like, it, it sucks that it's not something that matters, I guess. Mm-hmm. Whereas this movie now matters more than anything because it's like, dude, it just showed you the coolest fucking Hashira die, and it sucks ass, but this is the most you're going to get of this Hashira. And it takes place in between one and two. And it's not because usually the movies come after the shows are over, you know, at least like for those shorter ones, whereas this came in between. So you don't feel out of place. You don't feel like you have to go backwards. It's cleanly there. And then you have another season to look forward to afterwards. So it's something that I definitely really uh, admire them for doing. And I'm glad they did that. And I feel like if they do more movies, if they keep it in that style, I'd really appreciate that. And I wish more did that. Honestly, I am one of those that would love it if they did more of that kind of thing. And I'm very curious if they would ever do that for after season two, will they do that between season two and three, between three and four or whatever? Or would they just be like, that was the one, and then we're going to do another one after the series is nearly done, and like it'll finish the series off with a movie because, you know, it's that big, but I'm not too sure. Because I feel like if, they, if they're if they willing to make a movie in between seasons one and two, I can easily see them make the season finale actually a movie. Because it's like, you know, maybe it's a three-part battle. They go, yeah. yo, make that a film. Make that a t- like a two-and-a-half-hour movie. I and I would be that. like, thank you. Okay, yeah. So, you know, we get that kind of thing. I feel like that's something that's going to come of it. But I guess uh, to, to finish off, uh, looking forward to season two, I feel like, you know, we're going to... You know, the things he says is probably where we're going to get. He's going to go to the flame... Uh, the Rengoku household and or Rengoku manor and go see his father and brother and what's going to be crazy too is it's going to be sad you're getting these characters that probably are they're going to be interesting but they're not going to be Rengoku and you're going to get all these other Hashira and they're not going to be Rengoku and I'm just like fuck you literally (laughs) took the best character away from me I mean it's I guess it's the same as it's different but it's like, you know, in Destiny, they took away Kate, who was literally the best character in the game yeah. that wasn't playable. And here we are now enjoying everything. But like it shows like, you know, they're willing to do something like that. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, otherwise, yeah, we're going to see the mystery of the, f- the fire. And I'm very curious, like the way they're talking about, like, you know, everyone sticks to one type of thing. But here's all the elements and stuff. And Tanjiro, you know, with you, when you have a black blade, like, you don't, you're not a master of an yeah, element, so... that's the thing. It seems like there's a a mystery, well, not... So, the, every Ninshirin sword that the Demon Slayers use changes color based off of the wielder? 
And for some reason, Tanjiro's sword being black is like a mysterious thing because there aren't too many black. Because they don't last. They they always say they don't last long. They usually yeah. die pretty fast. Which is interesting to me. What, so what I'm thinking, because the way they're saying it, and I'm honestly not interested in what I think they're gonna do, is if he's got the black blade and he doesn't specify in one. I'm wondering if they're going to do a thing where they're like, oh, he learns all of them and he Ooh, like becomes a be master of all, which is cool. But at the same time, it's not something I want. Uh, it's like one of those things where they make but he the... could be the avatar of sword people. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> and I don't because it's like I like shows like this where the protagonist isn't the necessarily like the, the best of everything. Yeah, he's not like an all-powerful. I have all the. It's not like you're playing an RPG and you're like you're, you're not playing, you're not playing Oblivion and you're going. I am the head of the assassins. Uh, the the uh, what are they called? The fucking Dark Brother. I'm not the head of the Dark Brotherhood, the Fighters Guild, the Mages Guild, and the Thieves Guild. Like, who does that? No one. You know, that's that's an an RPG. That's you know. But otherwise, if you really make your character and you want to make a cool character, you're probably going to specify in one of those, and not four. And in this, you know, it's the same thing. I like the idea that he's like, oh, I can do water and I'm going to learn fire, not flame. And because it seems related to his own family, because his father, especially if it's like, had, yeah, uh, used flame breathing, but was also like sickly, I guess. Yeah. And it's also an interesting thing because the show I don't think is going to be that long. I don't think it's, it's, it's not going to be Naruto length. It's not going to be one no. piece length or anything like that. It's going to be much shorter. And I think it's probably going to be more attack on Titan length. Hopefully just not the episode count. I want 26 episodes per season, please God. But, uh, they could just have him with those two. And he doesn't even know everything with water yet. Like he says form 11 for Giyu when he does that. So there's stuff he can learn from Giyu and there's stuff he can learn from the flame or fire, I keep forgetting which one's which, but uh, he can just do that and then master those, and it's going to show him do new moves over time. Just, like, imagine uh, imagine Zenitsu in an episode where he goes lightning form two That'd after a long time, right? So it's like, you don't have to do all the different ones. It's like, hone in on the lightning for him and see if he learns, like, an, a second one hone in on Tenjiro and show what more he can do with water, what he can do with the fire or flame or what the fuck. And that's going to be what's going to be cool. But from, I did watch a teaser. There was like one trailer for season two out already. And really? it's coming this, it's coming this year. I'm so <laughs> excited. Fuck you, Attack on Titan. You make me wait like all the way till winter. And I just watched the movie that was in theaters for this. And it's already coming sooner. Like, come on guys. But, uh, yeah, I think it, it, from it, what it looked like, I think he's going to be working with the sound Hashira. Hmm, it shows him at the same place where, you know how it showed him like kind of sitting on a roof top of some sort. Hmm. Uh, I think that's where he's going to go next is that sound Hashira. And I think also at a certain point, we're going to see him with the stone Hashira because we're going to see him uh, meet that other fifth... Uh, the fifth uh, demon slayer that was from the mountain that was like he s crushed his like arm for a second and stuff 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I think we'll we'll start seeing the other ones, and then eventually they'll bring back, like, Shinobu and Giyu and stuff. But I also feel like, you know, they're probably going to save Upper 3 for a bit. Like, they're not going to show them again for a while. And then when they do, it's going to be, like, build up, because you're like, fucking, this is for Goku, you piece of shit. And mm-hmm. then everyone's going to be crying, and, you know, I'm going to be crying, everyone's going to cry. But, uh, you know, we still have, you know, Upper 6, Upper 5, Upper 4. And, and, and everything else yeah because also the, each one's more skillful so it'll be a bigger deal probably when he fights upper six yeah first. i was surprised they jumped all the way to upper three yeah i was like oh fuck because he's like teaser kill <laughs> i was <laughs> like oh, oh god but yeah i i thought it was insane that was a great movie go watch just go watch demon slayer if you, if you know if you're into anime and you haven't watched it go fucking watch this show it's definitely if you, one of the better ones out there currently probably uh apparently episode 19 won like all these awards like uh, actual yeah awards. i that was what put this show on my radar was people losing their minds for the episode where uh uh he for where tenjiro first does flame breathing because I just remember people losing their minds over the animation for that episode specifically. And I watched the like a, a clip on YouTube for like that specific moment. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. But I didn't really have the context for like what was happening or like who, who what kind of character Tanjiro really is or why he's doing what he is what he's doing. So definitely that moment impacted way more when I understood everything that was going on and why he was fighting so hard for that moment and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And Nezuko that's being Demon's like, Slayer. I have a blood demon art too, ble- uh, burning blood. <laughs> I Check love- out my shit, bro. Dude, I love in the movie when she's trying to like wake him up, she headbutts him and her head starts bleeding. It was so <laughs> it was great. Like the running joke that he's got like a crazy hard head and she's just like starts to cry and uses her bleeding forehead to like, put him in flames <laughs> i was like oh yeah i guess she has like control of her blood all the time now <laughs> yeah but yeah that's uh demon slayer and damn dude uh, you're gonna look at the time code and demon slayer oh is just gonna take over the whole fucking we're two and a half hours in oh um do we want to all right so we the plan was everybody over to the wrapping stuff at this point yeah, because basically we had plans for five things. We were going to do the, well, six things technically, because Moving Train was its own thing pra- practically. But yeah. we were also going to talk about uh, Castlevania Season 4, the South Park vaccination special, because I'm pretty sure we never talked about it, and then uh, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. But uh, yeah, we're not going to make it four hours again. Dude, so. I could probably talk about Senua's Sacrifice for another half an hour. I love that game so much. Yeah. And honestly, I think we could have probably talked about Castlevania for a bit because we would have brought in all the seasons because it would have been not only just talking about season four, but the series itself. Yeah. So I think I think we did a good job, though. Right. I think this is a pretty beefy episode 100. So I think what we'll do is next week we're recording two episodes anyway for you guys. We're going to do 101. Oh, boy. And that'll be a regular episode. And if we have time in that one, which I'm sure if the news was like this week, we'll probably have time to do you know maybe two or all three i think we could knock out castlevania and south park if we got time we'll do hellblade if not whatever we can't cover in 101 uh right after we're recording our seventh backlog special our one for may and we'll knock that out in there along with you know everything else we're going to do for catch up which i think uh i'll probably be very uh game oriented 
in that episode for sure. Uh, I'll probably try to knock out a bunch of those to finally talk about a bunch of stuff I've just been keeping back because I've been knocking out all the movie TV show talk because that's a much fatter list of stuff to talk about. But, you know. Otherwise, uh, we're not done yet, though. We're not done yet. Uh, we're just done with what we've been watching and playing. With this done, though, we are, you know, 100, ep more, ugh, 100 episodes in. And I had a couple things I wanted us to discuss, of course. First off being 100 episodes later. How do we feel about it now versus how we felt about it then? And I guess uh, since I'm asking these first, I, I wanted to see if you want to answer first, James, for these ones. Hey, uh, so since I saw that question on the docket that you sent me last night, I was thinking about it and like, no, I don't want to make it sound like I didn't have any expectations for this show at the beginning, but it, I just, from the start, I was just like, oh yeah, no, this is just like a fun project to do to like keep in touch with you while I'm off at college and like doing work stuff. And like, it, it's just a fun project. But at this point, I don't know. It feels like a little bit more than that. Cause we, we've made an effort to make it a weekly show. So I, I make a point of making it a, um, like a thing, a part of my schedule. Like I expect to do it every Sunday at this point, or at least every weekend, but it's, even more than that, like I never expected to start doing crossover shows with other podcasts. Like, I mean, we've been friends with Brandon and I mean, I, it, I've at least known SF Brandon for a while. Uh, but this is, this show is also how I kind of, I think this is how I met Danny and the other Brandon. And, you know, I didn't expect us to do movie commentaries and you also met ty and Oren too oh yeah yeah the, like and there's um and you finally got to do your dc show that you wanted to do for like a long, long time and we're still doing it because we have a few more movies to work through and then also eventually maybe the um what wh where are they now episode <laughs> the original reason i wanted to do everything in the first place yeah <laughs> and so it's in like we we actually got the Snyder cut and gushed about it on this show. Like it's it's been a fun ride for sure. And it's it's cool that like I don't know, it's I didn't keep track of the episodes too hard, but it's just it's super cool that we finally got to episode one hundred. Like that's a milestone. Like no matter yeah. how you say it. Because a lot of podcasts, I feel like, you know, they everyone starts off and they start off very much in the full sprint and they burn out very quickly. And then you see like all of a sudden they just stop and you never hear anything again. You're just like, wait, what happened? And some of them do abrupt stops like they don't even do an explanation of, hey, we're ending. We're actually not going to continue. You just see like a thing where either they're gone for like six months. They come back for like an episode or two yeah. acting like they're back and then they're gone again. Cause I've seen this happen at least cause I listen to shows myself so much uh, to the point where I actually need, I need to, I always try to cut <laughs> back I actually like dropped two recently. Send them but... to me. I have plenty of time to listen to stuff at work. Oh, God. In the lab. I had to, I had unfortunately had to drop uh, major Nelson and uh, fire team chat. Cause I was just like, I just don't have time. Wow. And I just want less gaming oriented podcast because we do so much talk ourselves. I feel like I don't want other opinions in my head either at the same time, too. But, uh, 
for me, it's like, yeah, we, you know, it all stemmed from, we would, at least when we would always, like, previously when we lived nearby each other and stuff, we would uh, go to a corner store. We'd just walk to a corner store and get whatever, like soda or food or whatever. And the point of it, though, really was just to go talk. It would be our time to finally catch up with each other and just like, yo, dude, you play this, you watch this, whatever. And we would do that on the way there. We would do that on the way back. And then we'd stop at your house and we'd talk outside for a while. And then it'd be like an hour goes by and I'd be like, oh, shit, I'm going to go home, dude. Yeah. And we'd be finished talking. And yeah, we it was like one of those things where like for a couple of years we joked about it. And it was like, yeah, we should really do a podcast because we always talk this much all the time. And it took, I want to say, yeah, like two or three years of just saying, yeah, we should do a podcast before it was like, hey, dude, buy this buy go buy a blue yeah. yeti mic and a pop filter and uh figure out what software you're going to use for your computer so we could start recording this and it was like oh, and shit. i chose wrong because garage band apparently sucks dude i i never want to i i almost want to check out what number like what number decade it was for those episodes where because you know it starts off we were in like i said downstairs uh at my place and yeah. we'd be recording and, you know, we were on opposite sides of the table talking and everything else. And every now and again, I noticed like, oh, there's like one of us is getting into the other's audio or whatever. And it was easy. It was an easy fix, though, for the most part. Uh, for some of them, though, it was all in one file. So there wasn't anything to worry about. You just had like, uh, which honestly also wasn't the best way to do things either at the time, uh, which I was still trying to figure it out myself, because even though <laughs> it's sad to say, like, even though I'm a sound designer, like uh, I haven't been in front of like an actual rig of shit in a long ass time uh just because i do a lot of stuff on my home computer and i don't have like multiple record i don't do like field recording or anything like that i'm not like on sets or anything so i'm like ah yeah it's fine two two uh two tracks on one should be okay uh whatever and you know fixing that up myself and being like oh why did i have such a low standard but also it's because i didn't it's like i wanted to do this but i also didn't care that much about how much work i would put into it i guess at the time it was like early a uh, little effort for the most part whereas me now i'm like i remember time <laughs> i remember free time that was something i had that was fun that was a good time and like on top of that you spent you put a lot of effort into running our social media and you do a really good job it's god i'm so tired (laughs) uh yeah and and i'm because it went from we have a podcast we're on like four channels we're i mean like we're on like four platforms it's like soundcloud google podcast apple podcast and uh spotify not even spotify it was just soundcloud google podcast and apple podcast and eventually we got spotify and it wasn't even google podcast back then it was google play music and uh those was like the main ones though i'd be like yeah soundcloud and apple podcast are like the main ones we're on and then i was like i don't even know how to get onto spotify and then like eventually we got on there but uh at the time we just had a twitter account and i was really bad with it and it took forever for me to even get good with it uh which is still questionable at the same time because twitter's hard to even get people's attention on unless you're like an artist or something but uh, which I'm definitely not, which is why it's hard to get attention. Uh, but we, I kept building it 
and then you know we yeah we met like uh brandon sf brandon introduced me to texas brandon and i was like oh what's up and then we started working together more in terms of like the backside like the behind the scenes shit of like hey you know if you tried doing promotions like this and all this other stuff and i was like oh fuck that makes sense and now i'm like twitter instagram also posts every day potentially and like all this other shit on top of like actual work that i do for paid money and stuff that i have a career for and whatnot and (laughs) uh everything else and it dude it's like it's funny because it's like even though i've gotten better and uh i've improved it's still like the amount of time it takes it's still like it still increases the amount of time everything takes so i haven't mastered anything yet in terms of like how to manage all of this and i'm always no matter what i'm always in a state where i'm behind and i've been getting to points where i'm catching up just like in ta- talking about what we've been watching and playing uh just in terms of social media output in terms of what i still want to put out there because there's like old stories right now i'm currently in terms of social media i'm on news that we don't cover in the show but i want to cover on like twitter instagram I'm on, like, the 13th of May, I want to say. So, like, I'm still that far back. I'm, like, 10 days behind of stuff. Because I did, like, a... If you guys look on our Instagram, you'll see, like, a ten, uh, a post I did that has, like, eight pictures and eight different paragraphs of news of just, like, opinion things. So I basically just copy and pasted the tweets I did individually and put them all into one as a post because I'm doing, like, new types of posting th- styles now. But uh, back to the question. It's, like, I just feel not overwhelmed to I would say pretty minorly overwhelmed compared to from now to then because then we were very lax then we were like oh we're not gonna make the episode two months later hey we should get back to the episode bro yeah uh whereas now it's like oh make sure we got all the news for this episode make sure the social media is ready and also making sure I got these three other shows that are currently being worked on worked on and stuff but yeah i guess uh next question is it what we expected uh is it what you expected james Mm, just about i mean like i said i was kind of just expecting it to be an an opportunity to keep up with you and just have a fun conversation on a whoops on a weekly basis uh and at least so far granted that's because i you do like 95 percent of the work and i literally just come in and (laughs) record my part of the audio and send it to you so for me that's kind of how it still feels is like it is still just a fun excuse to you know keep up with you and talk about movies and games and stuff like that as long along with like the news um but I think I also kind of covered this in the previous thing too. Is like it, it's it is it has become more than that at this point with like the crossover stuff and you know pl- uh, planning things like far in advance with other people and like even just doing the April Fool's Day thing was like a fun specific project that we did. Yeah, yeah. God, I hated editing that. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Uh, no, I get you. For me, it's it's like. Definitely not what I was expecting because it yeah. became, yeah, it went from what we had originally to now there's four shows and I'm always having to fight myself and uh, stop myself from trying to expand further because I know I can't keep managing more and more, even though they keep getting new ideas and other stuff. And I'm just like, don't do it. Don't, don't you dare fucking do it. There's too much already on your plate. <laughs> 
but um in terms of i guess like listeners and stuff we've been doing okay like we never got a giant growth or at least one that i could see and ironically like when we switched to podbean it kind of lowered for a bit because Mm -hmm. we had such a difference in um you know switching rss feeds uh i think directly because we actually had just from soundcloud itself we had a good amount um there i think but it's it's changed so much jumping onto podbean but we've steadily been growing at least in followers on like instagram and stuff some i don't even like have to do that much work for too much but uh there's still a giant ways to go in like social media and everything else but i like where we're at i i think also like in terms of expanding and in terms of kind of uh getting things done on the back burner it's been such a limbo for me because it's been at the point where we're at right now i've been at a state of i can keep us where we're at i can keep it so we we can't we're not going to take on more water but i can't fix the current damage to the ship if that makes sense Mm. so we're in this like limbo mode or at least i'm in this limbo mode in terms of like what we can and can't do and it's been hard to think past that and it's been hard to because it's like if i if i think past that it just builds more stress because then it puts of like oh but if you can get these things i uh, get to do these things but i'm like dude i can't even like catch up on what we're trying to do so it's even harder to even think of that i guess but yeah um it it like i said not what i was expecting but nothing like we're at 100 episodes i want to keep going as long as i can for us for sure um i don't know how many shows how many of the shows will ever continue uh but i at least know in some form or another i'm gonna keep this channel going no matter what uh and i guess that brings it to our other question what we expect and want in the future how do you, what do you think about that, James? Mm. I mean, maybe in the future we could eventually get to doing our own Patreon and put some goals on there for like, I don't know. I know you just said that like you can't really even think about adding new shows or, or like at this point, but like maybe do like if we get funded to a certain point, we could do like a merch store and just like, do just like basic t-shirts or, or whatever that you could buy. But like, I don't, I don't know. I can't really think of much else because like, like I said, we've already expanded into doing crossover things with other podcasts, which is something that I never even thought we'd bother to do. And let alone like, yeah, I'm only on Sutra side talk on, on this channel and, and um, cut of steel, but you also have the Sutra side watch with Brandon you also do other podcasts with the other guys sometime. Uh, you did that whole Godzilla series with Danny. So, um, I don't know what other than just like maybe eventually doing a pot, a Patreon. What, what else could I think of for the future? I mean, I guess just like gradually growing more of a fan base. It, like, but I don't know. I just, I never expected to get, like huge but i guess that's just because i was like well if it happens it happens that'd be cool but i'm not hoping for anything too grand i guess yeah yeah i gotcha and i I like to say for you too man remember when you started this you were just kind of like at home because uh you just stopped school for a bit and then 
eventually you had to leave because i mean like you, you know you moved away because you, yeah. you went to continue school at davis and now you're working at yeah. a fucking you're, you're a scientist i'm man. an actual professional scientist like i've kind of achieved at least in some form my life stream of being a scientist so i don't know i'm in a pretty happy place right now so i mean i guess if we're going to go into pers- personally what we want to see in the future for ourselves, like you just recently left Microsoft and I know- didn't even tell it on the show yet. Either. Oh, you didn't? Oh, I, I was saving it. I didn't notice. So, whoops. <laughs> Episode okay. 100 special. Woo! Yeah. But, so, uh, yeah. So you've been saying that you want to, uh, you've been applying to um, game studios again. And I mean, that would be amazing. Like, I think you can definitely do that. Like, you have shown with this show how good you are at audio work. And just, like, every time I listen to one of our own episodes, I'm just like, damn, he makes it sound like we're in literally the same room. Like, he he syncs up the audio perfectly. Like, it, like, magic. <laughs> and so, I'm just, I have no doubt in my mind that you could get hired by a game studio to do audio work in some capacity and you'd be perfect for it and you do well. So, like, if, if at some point you get hired by, like, I don't know, Sony Santa Monica or Insomniac. Oh, my or, God. Or that's fucking Just, like, that's anywhere. Nuts. Like, and you already have your indie game studio that you do with your friends and stuff, but it, like, to be able to, work in a larger studio is not only something that i think you can do but i think you would love doing it yeah for sure thank you man i appreciate that yeah yeah for me i guess uh just to go off that before i get into the the podcast portions (laughs) (laughs) now that everyone knows (laughs) yeah uh, i left microsoft which i'm still i i can't talk about it um not necessarily, I don't think. Uh, all I can say is it wasn't anything bad. I didn't do anything wrong. That's easy. I can at least say that. Uh, but let's just say there was a. I got to do a thing where I am still. I'm part. I. How do I put this without saying anything really? Uh, I'm still well off in words. I'm well off right now still. Uh, I left for a reason that maybe I can talk about in the future. I'm not sure I can now. Like, it's not because I don't want to tell you guys. It's more like, I don't think I'm allowed to, Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like kind of what we do, but like, uh, there was an opening and I took it and that's kind of what happened. And more so because I I was, I'm forever grateful for working at Microsoft, uh, easily. They, they were fantastic they took fantastic care of us during the quarantine with the remote work and everything. Like we got taken care of. Uh, but uh, I wasn't at a, it was basically at a point where I wasn't doing things I really loved. So uh, now I'm back in the mode of looking for that kind of thing. And that's why I'm like, yeah, I'm basically back in application mode. I, I like had to, I remade my website, uh, made new reels, all this other stuff. But, dude, I'm not even, like, just even looking at game audio positions now because, like, my Microsoft work and other stuff, working, doing these podcasts, I'm, like, also now looking at 
potential podcast producer roles, uh, other producing roles and stuff like that. Like, uh, I guess a mix of audio and producing now, uh, more like setting a wider net somewhat, just because then I realized there's a lot of things I like, and I think I would be happy with any of them at this point, at least just to kind of get more into a more professional state of it, uh, if anything. But we'll see. That's all I can say for now, because I'll put it this way. Like, if I get... Uh, when I get to the next stage, I'll probably announce it once I know I'm able to. And I'll be like, yo, it's fucking yeah. did this thing. But until then, I'll probably be very quiet about it because I don't want to, I don't want like doing the thing where you go like, yeah, I might get to do this and then it doesn't happen. And then you're just kind of, everyone's just kind of disappointed and stuff. So I'd rather wait till I have something to say, uh, which is also why I was waiting to tell everyone <laughs> about it to be like, hey, yeah, I left this, but now I'm here. And I'm like, well, fucking, I guess we'll find out what happens. But, yeah. uh, uh it's, it's it's all good but um yeah that's that's kind of i guess on my own personal level i'm still working with ford instinct doing the game audio there uh we're still working on neighbors which is a game that's like a stealth th- theft game uh but that's currently in the works we're a little uh not delayed right now just because there's a lot of literal movement with people on the team i mean like literally people are moving uh, locations so there's like a bit of a pause a little bit right now but I, I still have my own work to do uh, on the project but uh, we got that uh, I'm still working out a lot which is like also it takes a lot of time and then uh, when I get the free chance I'm like I mean now quarantine's pretty much over and vaccination post two weeks I'm like I want to go out and live again I want to go to a yeah. Giants game like I need to, t- I need to do things uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see if I'm still in San Francisco. I don't really know what's next yet. Uh, I could be in another city entirely soon. Who knows? I have no idea what's going to happen. I could still be here. I don't, I have no, I don't, I don't know. But uh, as for the show, uh, from what I expect and kind of want, my goals for this and everything else, um, you know, I, I like our current format. I like our weekly format. And I... I'm excited because I think I, the current goal for the show right now, I have a very easy goal. They're not easy, but a very like straightforward goal. My goal is to retire the backlog, uh, backlog specials like because uh, I'm always so behind on talking about what I've been playing and watching. My goal right now is to get it to a point that we're all caught up to where we don't need those anymore. Mm-hmm. And we get to a point where we can just talk about everything we did in the last week or two in that week's episode and not necessarily I'm trying to like cut off and not do an hour and a half episodes anymore, but more so like, Oh, we naturally got to an hour and 10 minutes because we talked about everything we needed to. And we covered all the news we wanted to at as much as we wanted to and have it naturally become like that, where we don't need as many time limits necessarily, depending on what's going on. And otherwise, uh, one thing I've always wanted to do, but we never had time for because of all the backlog amount of stuff to talk about is I always wanted us to do these cool little features where it's like, oh, it's more like lore fan stuff about Destiny, uh, other topics and things like that. But if anything, uh, if we can't do those there, I always imagined we can use those for something else potentially if we got to do like a Patreon uh and we needed you know because i'm not one 
that's like big on business and that kind of thing. Like I, I wouldn't really know too much what to do if we got a Patreon. I, I'd be like, oh, you guys get these crazy art prints and shirts and all this stuff. I'd be like, dude, I don't even know how the fuck to do that. Like that's how much more time and work that's going to take for me single handedly. I'm going to probably die before that mm-hmm. happens. Like not like willingly. I mean, like I'd probably just succumb to <laughs> I'd succumb to death. Uh, but I think like getting a Patreon in a storefront where I can, we can sell shirts and other versions of stuff of like the thumbnails, uh, like the artwork we have so far, like the Sutra Side Talk logo, the soon to be Sutra Sidewatch logo that's on that's on its way, uh, still in the works currently with uh, our artist of Sutra Side Talk, Zach Tursage, uh, and uh, my friend Hayden, uh, his uh, artwork of Up to It, Down to It, and The Cut of Steel. Like imagine those on shirts. And also imagine like, I'd love to do that. Cause then also I could finally give them like money for what they did. I'd be like, yo, you guys get a percentage of this kind of thing. I'd really want to do something like that. And, uh, I don't know, whatever else we can do, uh, start maybe doing collaborative work with others, with, uh, other artists and stuff like that to make cool new things for a store. That'd be awesome. I'd love that. Um, but also like with the Patreon, it would probably be, I don't think we'd ever do something physical necessarily. I think it would always be like very easy tiers if we did it it would be like oh a dollar thanks uh <laughs> but if you did like five you'd get this exclusive episode or maybe we did start doing ads i'm sorry if we did but it's like if we wanted to finally after like four years uh start you know making something out of it and getting something back for it instead of always me losing money every month yeah uh i'll be i'll be very straightforward if we ever did ads i would i mean i would probably do it hand in hand it would be like oh we have ads now also, if you pay like five bucks on Patreon, now you get ad free. And I base that off of basically like all the other shows I've seen on Patreon. Uh, that's usually the tier. It's like five dollars or I think I think kind of funny might be more expensive. But at least like uh, for others, it's like five dollars for ad free. I would never go over that ever. Like I wouldn't be bad like that or anything. Uh, like I think we, if we did a Patreon, it'd be very basic. It'd be like one dollar, five dollars, and like twenty dollars, and be like, "You're a producer. Save your name at the end of the show. Cool. All right. Dope." Uh, and stuff like that. So it'd be like that kind of thing if we ever did a Patreon. But uh, like I said, it's like one of those things where if I have time in the future, I'd work on us getting us a Patreon. I'd work on us getting potentially maybe ads. I don't know. And if they were ads, what kind of ads? I don't know either. Like, I've never done this kind of thing. So it's like something I'd have to work on, kind of making this more of a business. But also, is it something we can afford to do? Because right now, like, I, I just lose money off of certain aspects of getting this out there and some other things. But, like, imagine making the website for this or uh, making it an official LLC. Like, that costs a lot of money. And I'm like, dude, I... <laughs> I don't even know if the Patreon would be able to pay for that. I'd still be losing money just now on a grander scale. So it's all these things to worry about, um, which is why it's something I'm like one step at a time, one little step at a time. And that's on that front. Uh, On the other front, it's like expanding platforms. You know, we're on related to like, you know, we used to be on like three or four platforms when we first started. Now we're on like nearly 20 because uh, I found all these other ones we could do. And we're even on like freaking Pandora was the newest one. And the only one really not on that's pretty big is YouTube. And that's still something we do want to get onto. Not having video, but really we'll probably do like still images and just throw that on there just because I'm not a video editor. And I'm going to be honest, I'm sure there's simplistic ways of doing it. 
but I just don't feel like doing that right now. And I don't feel like learning another skill like that or having someone else do that for me potentially. So if we did get on YouTube, uh, it would definitely be still images of what's going on with that. Uh, and then otherwise, uh, we're going to continue with the other shows like Sutra Sidewatch. Uh, I'm still doing with Brandon and we're going to continue what we're doing there. Like we, we got uh, the James Bond month coming in June. We've got uh, Tarantino Rodriguez month in July and James Cameron in August and a bunch of other cool stuff. But the way we do that one, uh, that might change eventually because right now it's every other week. And probably in December, we're going to do a crazy meeting where we straight up populate the entirety of 2022 with our schedule of, oh, this month is this director and this series or whatever. So that's how we're doing that. But uh, one thing he wanted to do that I love the idea of was straight up do like a flyover where one of us go to the other's place and we just watch all the movies and just record them all at once because those aren't news tied or anything. So it's just like easy, but we like just get them all done at the Mm. same time, which would be also insane but that'd be something cool to think of in the future uh as for the other two shows uh the cut of steel we are getting i it's a show where i don't know if it's going to be an ongoing show it would be either an ongoing seasonal show or a limited run show that comes back more like a holiday special style type of thing where uh currently we just put out Aquaman. We still have uh, Shazam, Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman 1984 to talk about. After that, we're doing our two-year uh, episode, uh, our uh, Where Are They Now episodes, and potentially a one-on-one episode I wanted to do with a friend on just talking about Zack Snyder in general. But after that, we'd re-enter hiatus probably until the Suicide Squad comes out, and then we'd talk about that. But that's kind of where we'd figure out what we're going to do is it going to be a thing where we just wait for the next dc movie to come out talk about that movie and then every like once a year or something we talk about the next two years worth of movies coming or and this is a big or i don't know or do we start expanding it and do it make it seasonal so like we take off like three months or something and then come back for a bit with like another set of movies with superheroes like, would we want to do DC animated movies? Would we want to do uh, DC TV shows? Would we want to do X-Men movies? Would we want to do, like, the Fox X-Men? Would we want to do the MCU? Like, I have no idea uh, what that would look like, how that would be, because the, the the reason I wanted to do the DCU so badly was not because it's such a great universe. It's because it's such a mess, and it made it easy so we could talk about what's wrong with it and all the weird shit with it and why it's such like a weird chaotic place. Cause I look at all the other ones I just talked about. None of them are like that or even close to that scale. So it wouldn't be the same type of thing. It wouldn't be as like, I guess opinionated if anything. So that's why I don't really know what we're going to do yet with it. And when we do, I'll, it's something that I keep every now and again thinking about but I keep shutting down on my head because for now my current only thing is let's get those last movies out. And then I have to put in full work to research and get into where are they now going through every single movie and researching what happened? Why was this canceled? Was it canceled? Is this in development hell? Cause I'm going to go full on research on all of those. Like it's going to be a big old project 
which is why that's going to take time. So like after the last of the movies, we're going to probably go on a hiatus again and then return with those again later and then go on another hiatus after that or just end the show. I'm not too sure yet, but if any show is going to end, it would probably be the cut of steel. I just don't know when or how exactly. Mm. And then uh, up to it, down to it, that one I'm actually going to try to increase because uh, we're so inconsistent with that one. That's the one where uh, my friends Roman, Ty, and Miles, uh, whom I went to Savannah College of Art and Design with, uh, we have six or seven episodes out now. I want to say six. And, you know, I want to, we're every now and again, sometimes it's been like a three month or two month gap in between episodes. It's kind of actually like Sutra Side Talk when it first started a little bit uh, in terms of its. Uh, occurrence which i don't want it at the scale of sutra side talk i don't want it to be a weekly thing or even a bi-weekly thing uh this up to it uh up to it down to it i'm going to try to make it into a monthly show and uh we were trying to keep it so as the four of us for each episode but also miles just moved and he's got some other stuff to do and then you know he's living that bermuda life so uh things are a little bit different there and we might start incorporating new people into it, but uh, the thing I wanted to do with that show is it was made for the four of us, and it was also made for uh, our group of friends from that school, from Savannah, Georgia. Uh, so what we might do is incorporate some of them on kind of like what like a rotating chair kind of thing uh, for certain topics, because sometimes there's going to be topics that not all of us either want to talk about or have any thing to really say on so then one of us will sit out and one of our other friends might come in or we'll just be one person short it'll be that kind of thing potentially but in order for that to happen too though that will then potentially allow for us to uh have a more monthly format or every three weeks or something uh, where it's kind of like in line with cut of steel in terms of like i want them both to be like three weeks to a month uh in that kind of style but we'll see what happens for that we're gonna do our best with getting that one together. Cause honestly, that's the one that always kind of, even though it's one of my favorite ones, it's hard to do because I'm always so fixated on getting the news for Sutra side talk. So fixated on getting the social media done. So fixated on just scheduling for the cut of steel is literally a chore. Uh, so it's like that kind of thing is always difficult, but uh, going to do our best to get that one out too. But those are our four shows. Uh, will there be a fifth show? Not in the near future, no. <laughs> I don't plan on adding in another thing to our retinue currently. Besides that, uh, James knows this, but I um, anytime there's an Apollo commentary that's not even DC related, I'm they usually like I don't they don't force me, but they they do uh, they do badger me, and I usually attend every single one of those. And I'm yeah. even on like some of the comic episodes, so. I help out Apollo a lot, not to mention I run their social media, for those that don't know. I also do that, uh, which uh, Texas Brandon creates our social media promotions. Those cool little, like, promo images are him. And then all the posts on Apollo that are usually, like, those promotions, I make the posts himself. So we got a little, like, cool trade going there. Uh, but that's been kind of that kind of thing. Otherwise, yeah, uh, currently... Those are the plans for all the different shows or whether they're at currently and uh, what may happen in the future for them. Uh, otherwise, you know, Sutra Side Talk, we're going to keep going. Uh, who knows what may change with the show itself? The only reason uh, we would ever change is if things got too busy with us, 
maybe we would drop back to the two-week format uh, where it's every other week, but I don't think so. At least for now, I think we're good staying consistently weekly. Uh, otherwise, the only other things that would really do it is uh, if I got a job, let's say, in the game industry or if with a specific company, and they said, like, it, it, with Microsoft, it was different because I wasn't part of really Xbox. I wasn't related to Xbox. Even when I was doing gaming stuff, it wasn't in line with their studios or anything. But let's say if I got a job at an Xbox studio or PlayStation or something, there's a good chance either uh, it would be unprofessional to talk about it in a news sense when I'm part of them. Mm. Uh, But also it could be illegal. (laughs) I don't know. So I'd have to find that out too. So that would be a way where potentially a lot of news points would be eliminated. I don't think I would ever be restricted from talking about what I've been playing and watching necessarily. Like I could still be like, yeah, I played this game from the company I work at. Uh, Here's my feelings on it. I probably would not give out that many negatives at the same time. I would probably start saying like, take what I say with a grain of salt, but uh, potentially we'd be cut out of certain, you know, facets of what we could talk about in terms of news in the future. Or like maybe it's like, oh, now I'm in the game industry a lot more. Uh, it's harder to talk about all that news. So maybe it's only specific gaming news pieces now. But also uh, we double down more so on movie TV show news because I can say whatever I want there. Or I just go, I can't talk about this. James, what do you think? And then that kind of thing. So I'm just saying that in the future. If you ever wondered, like, I, it's like, am I selling out? Well, probably. Yes, I'd like money in a job. That's always, you know, I'm very important. So... <laughs> that's a that's that kind of thing. So if you ever see me stop talking about something, that's probably why. Uh, but you also know I probably worked there at that point, um, wherever that may be. But I just wanted to give that heads up, and that would be the main reason why we'd ever have to change something with the show. Uh, would be that kind of thing. But yeah, I think that's everything, and definitely not four hours. Uh, a little bit over three. I was honestly, I was, ho- I was thinking we were going to aim for two and a half, but that's kind of like the way we used to do it anyway, where we'd say, we're going to do it this time. And then it's like 30 to one <laughs> hour later. And it's like, oh shit. Okay. But yeah, this has been episode 100. James, do you have anything left to say before we close off here? No, I think we covered it pretty good. Okay. All right. Thank you Sorry for being for with me. Sorry for the beats. Yeah, fucking, uh, it's fine. It'll, it'll be fine. Um, watch, I just get a letter in the mail. You've been sued. I'll be like, what? How? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, nah, Microsoft always good. knows. They know. Cortana, what have you done? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that has been Sutra Sod Talk, guys. Um, you, of course, can. That's actually one thing I want. If people start emailing us, that'd be really dope. Because yeah, it be always nice. feels like we're just going to a a dead end or something and i like i'll post stuff on social media and i'm like you know you guys could also like comment on stuff or like uh message me and i look on social media it's like promote this on blah 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 and i'm like fucking ads yeah uh but yeah just if you guys ever have questions like straight up even go like yo what's your favorite color act like actually like do that i don't give a fuck but like uh any questions comments feedback if you have questions you want us to read on the show like i'll do it we'll do it unless it's really stupid uh but you can at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. And it's super easy to know because literally you already looked up sutrasidetalk. It's the same fucking name. It's like just what both of them together is one word at gmail.com. Like it's not it's not hard. Don't worry about it. Uh, sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Send those in. And I'm still doing it. Like if you guys do send it in and we do choose to read your question first on the show, if you're the first question read on the show, 
uh, I will send you a uh, code, a Steam code for Midnight Ultra, which was the game we did work on that has come out so far. So that's our first game that's been out. Uh, so you can get that. Uh, otherwise, you can always follow the show at Sutra Side Talk on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also, of course, if you want to help us out until we get a Patreon, uh, you can uh, please follow us on whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, give us, if it's like Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Otherwise, just please follow us and share us out to anyone you can. And of course, if you see us tweet something out, please retweet us and like it. If you see us post a story on Instagram or post on Instagram, if you add that to your, your story, that really does uh, mean a lot to us. Uh, and just make sure you tag us in it so we know. And also uh, just, uh, you know, like that too, if you can. Uh, so those are the ways you can help us out. Just spread the word. Let them know we're out there. And we got like, don't even be like, yo, if they don't like, if they don't want to hear about gaming news and stuff, be like, yo, we have one about movies. We have one about DC stuff. We have one where four guys get drunk and talk about random bullshit, like all that kind of stuff. It's, it's all over the place, but yeah, that's uh, the show. And of course you can follow James at invader Jim one, two, four on Twitter. And you could follow me at go, on Twitter. And until next week for episode one Oh one and backlog special seven. I hope you all have a great week. So long. And thank you for joining us for this epic adventure. Yeah. Thanks for listening to hopefully every one of the 100 episodes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> or just any of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.